again two doomed men and this week we have another guest our boy zoo say what's up zoo what's going on boys how we all doing today in quarantine we got our uh drinky poos ready cheers gentlemen a little bit of scotch from monkey shoulder very tasty cheers a little bit bit of yingling which is isn't one of the oldest beers in america America. The, uh, one of the oldest breweries. One of those mistaken. breweries, right? Fitting for uh, this podcast topic that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, we're, we're on track, but we're off track for this one. Yeah, this is this about is America. Podcast, yeah, this yeah. is about America, some part, somewhere that we live. This is a podcast I've been wanting to do for a long time with somebody. And finally, somebody decided to uh, pick up the book and read it. And that's okay. our friend Zoo here. So this is about uh, a book called A People's History of the United States. Do we have the books of yeah, the show on YouTube? Right here. It's Who's written by Howard Howard Zinn is the author. It's a pretty old book, I think. It's uh yeah, the 80s, I believe. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. Now yeah. I've never read this book for anybody who's wondering. So the people who have read it are Skaggs over here and Zoo over there. Yeah. And, uh, and I haven't even read the whole thing yet. I'm like halfway through. Right. It's it's a long, detailed historical read. Yes, so I'm kind of getting this at fresh eyes off of stuff that they're discussing, because apparently some of it lines up with some things I've said in the past as well. Right. So uh, it should be interesting. I'm I'm excited to hear about this different viewpoint. Yeah, there's a lot of parallels to things that are going on in in today's society still from from the period that we're going to talk about, which is really like the colonial period of America. And then I want to talk a little bit about after the Revolutionary War, some things going on there. Um, yeah. So what did you read up to so far, Zoo? I only got up to the end of chapter three, so not too far in. I've kind of just two. Been, <laughs> I think like page 60 yeah. out of, what is it? Seven, 800. So I uh, barely scratched the surface, but, um, I mean, even, even in those first 60 odd pages, whatever it was, I mean, it was, I mean, it was probably one of the most interesting books I think I've read Yeah. Um, in a very long time. Um, just in terms of the differences of what we were taught in school versus what, uh, I guess actually happened. Right. And I mean, you know, to, to piggyback on what, yeah, yeah, to piggyback on that, this book is literally exactly what the title says it is. It is a people's history of the country, not the U.S. history textbook that is given right. to students in school. Yep. It is right, right, right. the history of the country given from the just your it's, normal Joe's point of view. Yeah, like it's, the, about, it's, it's accounts from from literal people who lived in the day, and then shit that actually happened that textbooks do not cover most of the history like, of the country. They omit a lot of stuff. They give you the government soup yeah. approved right. version of our history. It's not meant to. This book, I feel like, in my opinion, is not meant to teach you anything it's not meant to force anything upon you it's just to open your eyes this is this is just what happened this just is what it is you take it take it as you will yeah good point for you know i remember uh 
funny enough, like the very, very first time I ever watched gangs in New York, like I never knew that there was like anti-immigration against like people's own kind from like showing up to like from like France and Ireland and all that stuff. And like, I never knew that there was like an opposing side. Yeah. So like, I never knew that, like, I thought back then when America was becoming the big melting pot, everyone was happy to have them come in because I never <laughs> learned that they hated the immigrants. The same yeah. thing for when uh, we were freeing the slaves. When I was a child and I learned that in, you know, history class, there's, you know, we freed the slaves and it all went on from there. Never really knew that there was, you know, such an opposing party and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so it gives you Not the, at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, it gives you, you know, the different view of what we didn't learn. Definitely. Which right. kind of, which kind of makes you which think, is, like, which is a lot. Yeah, which kind of makes you think though like so this what's the time period in this book? How many hundreds of years ago was it? Okay. We we're talking this, about 16 and 1700. That's the period we want to talk about. Today, yeah. yeah. The the period we want to talk about is basically uh, towards the end of the colonial period, so basically the 13 colonies. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to touch on briefly a period after the American uh, you know, uh, Revolutionary War. But this right. book touches on from, from basically the moment Columbus left uh, you know, to discover the New World. And I haven't even gotten that far towards the end, but I'm pretty sure right up until when the book was written, like around the 70s or 80s, uh, I think the book wow. was written in the 80s. Um, yeah. So just think what the history. I wonder what the history actually books goes even later. It goes into it goes into the two thousands, I believe. Okay. Um, I wonder what the what the history books are going to omit for like our great 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 grandchildren when it's you know two centuries away and and you know the forty fifth president was ancient news and you know what yeah. I mean the year twenty twenty was uh you know one hundred twenty five years ago. Yeah, they'll have to what do a revision. A, yeah, <laughs> what they'll be omitting that. from the history books then. <laughs> Yeah. Something interesting about that, though, is that we have the Internet and shit now. So, like, there's a lot of people's opinions are documented, recorded on the Internet, even if they're crazy or wrong or whatnot. You know, people's, you know, an actual people's history, I guess you could say, is documented via the Internet now as opposed to back then. Yeah. Back then, it was only really controlled by, like, the newspaper and what little media they had. Like, whoever whoever owned the means of production controlled the, the narrative of the day. As opposed right. to today, now we disagree about fucking yeah. everything. You know? yeah. So, how did they get all the quotes and stuff from from the people? You know, so well, it was written guy, in the eighties, but what yeah. happened? Yeah. How did they guy get Howard Zinn? He just he must have done a tr- tremendous amount of research and uh, whatnot because he has actual quotes and stuff here from people of the time, from James Madison and Hamilton, and yeah, and not only them, but just normal people too, like accounts, oh, written yeah. accounts by people mm-hmm. that were in certain situations or whatnot. Um, so I mean, Zoo, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about the chapter that you wanted to talk about, which was chapter two and three, I think, or three. Uh, yeah, it was mostly it was a little bit of two, um, mostly three. Um, and it, the the general theme was just the the, the division of uh, the common citizens and and uh, well, by the people in power. And the point of it was basically to keep the people in power in power and keep the citizens uh, as you know, in, in the poorer classes, um, basically. And as I was reading this, um, it basically struck me as, as being very, very similar to the things that are going on today, albeit the, the tools that these people in power that are using are just, uh, you know, quite a More bit sophisticated. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Thanks to, thanks to technology. 
Um, yeah, so I, I mean, the division of of the people, I guess, basically, and which yeah. this is something that you don't learn in school. Uh, no, you don't at all I, at an elementary level. Let's just it's say a strategy. If yes, right. If you're, if you're, I'll a, give you if guys you're a collegiate. Go ahead. I'll give you guys a direct example because I have the, I have chapter three open here. So th- at yeah. this time period, like we were saying before, Captain, that you didn't read this is is basically the colony. So this is pre revolution pre the united yeah. states of america this is when it yeah. was just the colonies and uh, at this point they're talking about uh how there was white servants and black servants which are basically slaves right this was yep. kind of before slavery was officially yeah. established yep. yet as a thing people didn't think before of it they slavery. started shipping they, them in yeah you know they started shipping them in but it wasn't official remember this is like the beginning of slavery so they didn't understand mm-hmm. it the way that we understand slavery today it's like an established thing for Probably us completely back story. then it just it was br- brand new um, the and people in charge, crazy as that sounds. Yeah, let's let's give him an example here. Basically, the people in charge, and I think this is in Virginia, for example, were terrified that the white servants and the black slaves were going to unite together to, you know, take back the balance of power. Well, it so, was already give, happening. They they were uniting, and and yeah, in some some cases, yeah, yeah. Um, one example I think was Bacon's Rebellion. Which had to do oh, with yeah. the Native yep. Americans, but um, and I, I don't, I don't uh, recall exactly what that was about. But um, there, there was a quote in the book that said, "If if the white servants and the black slaves uh, were to come together, uh, it would it would make Bacon's rebellion look like look like nothing." And and they were hurting kind of from Bacon's from Bacon's rebellion. And I'm again, I'm talking about the ruling class. So I'm sorry. Uh, continue your point. That was just a little tangent. Yeah, I have a quote here. It says that uh, there are hints that the two despised groups, which are blacks and white servants, initially saw each other as sharing the same predicament. It was in common, for example, for servants and slaves to run away together, steal hogs together, get drunk together. It's good. Sounds like a good time. Uh, And it it was not uncommon for them to make love together. And then in Bacon's Rebellion, one of the last groups to surrender was a mixed band of 80 Negroes and 20 English servants. So literally, uh, Bacon was uh, was kind of like a rebel leader at the time in the colonies, and one of the groups in his rebellion was literally a mixture of white and black people. Yeah. And, and you know that's what the establishment well, it, at the time yeah. was terrified that's, of—just basically the, the general core yeah. banding yeah. together. But let's and, take uh, a and, step back a little bit because, like, I feel like what we didn't touch on, and what in what the history books don't touch on, is just how many uh, white people actually came over. Uh, in yes. servitude in this country. Yes. I mean, it was it was an insane number. And look, yes. I'm not I'm not I'm not equating the indentured servitude of white people with slavery because it was vastly different. I mean, these servants had a set number of years that they would serve and then they would become free. Well, yeah, an indentured servant, very poor. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah. slavery was just for life. So it, it was it was two different things. But um, uh, nevertheless, there were. I mean, I, I think at one point in the book when I was reading it, said almost half. Uh, of the people that came over here, uh, white people anyway, came over in servitude. Right. And what we mean by servitude is basically, you know, the rich people who were property owners here in the colonies needed people to work the land. So they paid people to come from England, you know, and you'd sign a contract. You had to work five years on the land and you had to live on the land and you had to do everything that the master said and whatnot. And then after five years, you were free to go about your way. No, it was nothing like slavery whatsoever. And so, you know, with with the slaves, they were basically just taken from their land, you know, forced onto a ship, chained down, 
you know, brought there and, and there was like a, a sophisticated way of trying to take away like the slaves humanity to make them be broken, you know, just to break them with the, with the servants, they were treated like shit too, but they were allowed. It, it just to wasn't kind of, as, it just wasn't. There was, it was the last not, day. No, no way. There was the last day on the was, job. Yeah. You weren't expecting. There was a the last day on the job. That's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's exactly. and it's funny you got you know we talk about you know how they were so afraid of you know uh, the white servants and the black servants coming together. And that's why there's still racism today in the media and shit. Because if if everybody just got their shit together and all became together as one, the right. establishment would shit their pants. It, it'd be oh, something yeah. they can't control. It you know division is really a strategy: divide and conquer. You keep everyone mm-hmm. separated. And while we're bickering about this fight over here about who's black and who's white and blah blah, you, you know, you don't worry about the actual problems. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. The racism was was basically something that was manufactured by the ruling yeah. class yes. back then. Yes, Virginia, South Carolina, which I makes mean, perfect sense. Yeah, well, what the they hate. did was what they did was they allowed um, when when they started realizing that these white indentured servants and the black slaves would. Uh, come together and rebel. And then when they realized that these rebellions would uh, crush the ruling class, they started allowing um, white and racism in as a serve in the, yeah, yeah, they, they, they allow these, these white and service to serve in the militia uh, in place of white free men. And they would actually pay these white indentured servants. uh, It was like, they would get muskets, corn. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my notes, muskets, muskets, corn and cash. Right. So now racism, Racism was becoming a practical thing. Like if you, if you were a white dude, right? It paid to be white. What were you going to do? Right. It paid. It paid to be white, basically. So you right. would join the militia. You would get paid in guns, yeah. in corn, and in actual money. What yeah. What the people in charge did was they took what was becoming a class struggle, which was a poor versus rich struggle, and the poor being poor white servants and black slaves. And then the establishment, the rich being, you know, basically old white guys who own property land and had a lot of money. And they turned that into a racial struggle because the racial struggle benefited them. They needed to win over those poor white servants on their side and and basically elevate their position in society just slightly enough to the fact where they think, oh, look, I could be rich and I could have a future in this country, um, you know, in order to like divide them from from the blacks at the time. Uh, another interesting thing I wanted to bring up, Zoo, was a tactic of how they wanted to deal with the Native Americans, how right. they basically would, um, you know, this was in the beginning when there was just the 13 colonies and a lot of like the settlements in America were just on the coastline. And a lot of these landowners and and the establishment and whatnot, they wanted to move, you know, they wanted to expand the colonies, they wanted to move further inland, but they couldn't just do it because the Native Americans were fighting back. It costed right. a lot of money, you had to hire troops, you had to pay the militia and whatnot. So another strategy they did was just say, you know, we'll give you some guns and some supplies and things like that. If you could go out west a little bit and claim some land, it's yours. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it. they did that because that's almost like they're just, give. you know, we're giving you land. But they're really sending these guys just to kill Native Americans. Who's going right. to fight back against these random white settlers, the Native Americans? Right. They're basically using poor people as a shield to, to protect to protect their right. colonies and, against Native pawns. Americans. Meanwhile, these people got, they got no help from the the quasi governments at the time. No, they they didn't. They were kind of on their own. Yeah. 
They yeah. were a buffer. They, got they no were a buffer. They yeah. wanted the poor That's whites to be a buffer exactly between a buffer. them and, and the Native Americans who were like raiding the colonies, mm-hmm. attacking towns and whatnot. Yeah. And that was another yeah. form of basically racial, um, you know, like racial separation. Here, look, we'll give you a little bit of land if you go out there and kill Native American people. So then yeah. what naturally happens? Those poor yeah, white people yeah. end up hating Native Americans because they move out there. They take the land. Native Americans attack them. They're dumb, ignorant people. They don't understand the, you know what's going on they're not open to having conversations with native americans and things like that no but an interesting yep. thing uh, now that you bring that up um i'm remembering in the reading is that um there were a lot of europeans that either they were captured by the native americans or they would encounter you know more peaceful native americans the two would come together and there was actually a i don't know i don't know the numbers but um there was a quite a bit of Europeans that actually joined up with the Native Americans yeah, to, yeah. to live with the Native Americans, and it never ever happened the other way around, which I thought was extremely uh, interesting. Yeah, because you you juice these guys up, you give them you know plenty of food and cash, and you you, you strap arms on them. And you're like, listen, if you don't ever want to work another day in your life for us, you go kill those Indians over there. That's why there was no negotiating. You know what I mean, like. If if it got le- if it led to like battle, like these white guys just ran in there, guns blazing, as crazy as possible to take out you know the Indians. So they were guaranteed land. They're fighting. They're almost like tricked into fighting for their own freedom. Like if you had to fight for your house instead of buy it, like yeah, you know, what I mean? right, right, kind of yeah. You're you right. Right. What I think Zoo was yeah. What I think Zoo was saying though is that a lot of white people kind of ended up joining Native American tribes. And, right. You ever see yeah, but he said like there was, that. yeah, and I, and I, yes, and I understand like that, that, but it was never the other way around. Right. It was never Native the other Americans way around. Right? Right? Yeah. Eventually, yes, Native Americans yeah. tried to assimilate as one of their strategies just to not die. Just to, yeah, exactly. Try to assimilate into yeah. white society. I mean. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought, but um, the uh, people who were going there, at the bottom of that barrel bottle you're thinking juice bottom of the barrel my my uh yeah, yeah. thinking juice yeah, yeah like barrel that. yeah <laughs> and with that doom nation we'll be right back after a few messages what's up everyone it's the two doom men and we're here to tell you about a partner of ours the patriot cigar company the patriot cigar Company's story started with the idea of incorporating the love of cigars with the love for freedom and america There is no better way to celebrate our love for our country and freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium cigar. After months of trying out different blends and working with master blenders, they created the Hellfire, TNT, Sidewinder, Moab, and Mark 48, which we have right here. Each cigar is made with premium tobacco, aged a minimum of three years in Nicaragua. You know, this is a true story. I had really fallen off smoking cigars for a while, and I just couldn't find anything that I enjoyed or wanted to sit through until I was introduced to the Patriot Cigar Company, and these are honestly some of the best cigars I've smoked in a long time. And the best part about it is you could go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use our promo code DOOMED to get 15% off your order. So if you're ready to enjoy a nice cigar, head on over to their website by using the link in our episode description below. Yeah. The um another okay. So basically a lot of at the time when we were still in the colonial phase, especially in Virginia, a lot of these English settlers and whatnot, they weren't good at like farming the land, living off the land, 
right. you know, like they weren't good at that type of stuff. Yeah. They weren't able to just easily come over here, settle the land and, and be self-sustaining. You know how you always say, Cap, you want the Legion ranch and yeah. just live off the land. Yeah. A lot of them didn't know how to do that. And they would suffer and like, you know, die of starvation and wouldn't be able yeah. to, to do anything to farm. So a lot of them were forced to just join the Native Americans because the Native Americans knew how to survive. They've yeah. been living here forever. They knew how mm-hmm. to grow food and hunt and right. what, uh, you know, what type of things you could eat in the forest and what you couldn't and whatnot. So that was another thing. Too. Like, did, a lot of these people did, weren't uh, even... How did the owners yeah. that of those white indentured servants feel when they would team up with the Native Americans? Because they were really just tricked to go out there and waste them so you could get more land. And eventually, whenever the rich well, people was, wanted to expand, they'd go buy that land. Yeah, that was the thing that they were ultimately terrified of, like, oh, okay. like we were saying right, before, yeah. is right, the, right. a union of basically all the poverty, everyone who right. was poor, regardless of That's what their race was. That's another reason that they made them go fight the yeah. Native Americans. They, didn't, they did not want the intermingling because the, the, the they'd really be screwed then, yeah yeah because they'd be fucked they'd really be screwed with the blacks the whites and the native americans all going against yeah. them these are so I mean, similar they, they, problems they we have stupid. today man i know that's, I know. that's, that's I think why i wanted to talk about it because I mean, they, yeah. it's it's unbelievable if, the similarities and then i feel like yeah. not a lot of people see it or if they yeah. do they just don't care or they're just too fucking overworked and underpaid to fucking want to do anything about it yeah. Think what you, would you happen. Think that's my accident. Yeah. Think what would happen no, if if Trump supporters, LGBTQ, uh, Me Too, and Black Lives Matter could all work together for a common cause. Like all the energy, each of those little groups, you know, all the energy that they put into every little protest and everything that they're trying to get passed. Now imagine combining all that energy to get something done that we could all agree on. It'd be a nightmare for the government. That'd be for sure. You know what the blocker is? It's the fucking media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They the were media just pits, up these, just, pits these yeah, we, groups against each other. Yeah, they, oh, Joe Biden's up on sexual account charges. No Me Too movement. Some, mm-hmm. you know that that black that poor black teen in uh, what we talked about two weeks ago, Skaggs. Yeah, um, in Georgia, I've been uh, in Georgia. Ar- that, Arbery, I think his name yeah, is. Yeah, there's a couple of new stories that came out about him that he was kind of a maybe a career criminal but i still don't think you know what those two guys did were right in any means no, it doesn't mean jack shit yeah and uh you know no where's the black lives matter movement you know where you know nobody's been protesting the police because the police have been keeping the fucking cities together during a time like this you know what i mean like where where's all these groups nowadays you know what i mean yeah all of this shit that happened in the book, you know, so far we only really talked about the colonial times, but it was all by intelligent design. That was one of the, the points I wanted to make. Um, so another one of the chapters that I was reading that I told you before, Zoo, in this book is on on page, uh, this is chapter four, I believe. This is when we get uh, into, this is four now. Or five, I don't remember. Yeah, four or four, I think. And uh, yeah, it's, it's chapter's called The Kind of Revolution. And now we're now right. at this time in the book, we're, we're past the, we're in the American Revolution. We're past it, right? And the United States has been established as a country. And even though the colonies and the United States are two different things, they really aren't two different things. They're the same right. people, the people who were living in the colonies, the establishment in the colonies ended up becoming the establishment in the United States of America. Just that yeah, now, power these, from the now the is. Right now, the establishment didn't have to listen to England and the king. Yeah. And, a, and a real big reason why there even was a revolution is because that establishment in the colonies just did not want to kick back to the king anymore. It didn't have everything to do with personal freedom for all people and, and whatnot yeah. that the history books lead you to believe. The people who led the charge of the revolution were like the elites. 
you know, they did not mm-hmm. want to yeah, share. They just didn't feel like paying the king anymore. It had nothing tax. to do with like right. freedom. They just didn't want to fucking pay yeah. taxes. They they dressed it in, in, in <laughs> and yet freedom. they brought taxes anyway. In order to win this revolution, they needed the you know the poor, the common people on their side. So they dressed it in patriotism and right, pride, right. and you know we need our own country with freedoms and whatnot. So it's still dressed up um, as today. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt, without a doubt, it still is. Um, what's insane is on pages ninety six and ninety seven that I was reading, um, where there were. James Madison, he's one of the founding fathers of the country, basically. And he was writing in the Federalist Papers. I'm going to read a little bit here because this is absolutely insane. Like I was saying before, there was intelligent design behind trying to keep people uh, divided, even after the United States has been established as a country. Right. So in Federalist Paper number 10, James Madison argued that representative government was needed to maintain peace in society ridden by factional disputes. Right. Disputes is just people, you know, just dis- dis- disagree. Right. These disputes came from the various and unequal distribution of property. Those who hold and those who are without property have ever formed distinct interests in society. The problem, he said, was how to control the factional struggles, struggles that came from inequalities in wealth. Minority factions could be controlled, he said, by the principle that decisions would be by vote of majority. So what he's saying is that basically anybody who basically class struggle could be kind of overwritten by votes of majority, mm-hmm. right? This is a founding father of the country is literally, he's not there thinking, he's not there talking about, I want freedom and equality for all people. He's saying, how can I control poor people? Yeah. How can we control poor people? How can we get them to just do what we want, right? There was in literal thought being put behind I don't think much has changed. Back <laughs> he was he he also went on to talk about I think this I forget if this was Hamilton or if this was Madison. I think it was still Madison talking here in the Federalist Papers. He was talking about how um they wanted a larger nation across thirteen yes. colonies. That's the next part. That's the next be, part I'm gonna bring up. I'll literally right, read okay, that part. Yeah, it's right ahead. here. Yeah, so so literally the next the next paragraph is so the real problem according to Madison was a majority faction basically a, a large group of people that go against what the government says. That's what he means yeah. by majority faction. The and here's the solution. The right. And, and he's also talking about the constitution, right? They're trying to write these things into constitution. Yeah. And here was the solution offered by the constitution to have an extensive Republic. That is a large nation ranging over 13 States for then it will be more difficult for all who feel it to discover their own strength and act in unison with each other. The influence of fictitious leaders may kindle a flame within their particular states, but will be unable to spread a general conflagration through the other states. Basically, what he's saying is if we can make a stronger central government, it'll be easier to stomp out little tiny rebellions Mm -hmm. in individual states as opposed to, you know, like it won't spread from state to state because there'll be a strong central government there to stomp it out immediately. Why I hate the government. government. This is a founding father of the United States. Yep. In each yeah. state, and then to, in order to in order to get a rebellion, right past one state and one state government, then it, it would have to be like a like a like a virus or a disease it would have to infect the next yeah. state, the next state, and then an idea is like an yeah. idea is like a virus, right? And they were trying. These guys were smart. I, I got to hand it to them. The founding fathers were geniuses, it's and still, they weren't all just like super evil men. But some of them, yeah. some of them, you know, they were trying to craft a society that they could retain power in, and they still yeah. have, like to this day. It's obvious mm-hmm. that it's worked. Some of them are still playing day. the same playbook. 
I mean, some of them, it's the same families still in, yeah. in power today. It's, it's yep. 300 years later. Let me read off one, one, out more, of control. one more uh, important paragraph here. This is a little bit later on. It says, when economic interest is seen behind the political clauses of the Constitution, then the document because the document becomes not simply the work of wise men trying to establish a decent and orderly society, but the work of certain groups trying to maintain their privileges while giving just enough rights and liberties to enough of the people to ensure popular support. So what this is saying is basically the people who wrote the Constitution were writing it in order to keep the establishment that they had going and give the people just enough freedom so that they wouldn't rebel against their establishment that was already in place. This is so... Zoo, I never. I don't think I ever spoke to you about it, but I ha- I've had this long-standing conspiracy that I've thought up myself a while back. That you know, the ruling ca- class had never stopped ruling. You know, it, it just turned into the government. And, and my theory started with you know the idea of like the nuclear family. You understand what that is, right? The mother, father, two and a half kids, whatever. The dog, like the little perfect, the perfect American life, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and. uh I said, you know, like, how come, like, that was set as, like, the height and the norm of, like, American living? Because you were given just enough to say, look at everything I got, and you felt free enough, but you were still, like, you were never made to go get more. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you were striving for, this mediocrity. And here's a perfect Mm -hmm. quote, like what Skaggs just said, where they want to give us just enough freedom so we don't rebel back. You know yeah, what I mean? Right like, now, it's, it's, it's kind of basically fucking proves your theory. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not. It's not a conspiracy theory. It was literally oh, the founding, my, my own theory. Yeah. Yeah. The founding fathers yeah, literally yeah. thought this up. You know, and we see that came later, later, but yeah. and we see it now where they're seeing how many freedoms they could take away before we start to get pissed off. You know what I'm saying? Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. That's gotten very shady very quickly. Yeah. Like not to say that there's not a pandemic and not to say that there is not a virus or anything. There clearly is. But like, you know, the New York narrative was we're going to flatten the curve and we're going to make sure the, the hospitals aren't overran and then we will end the lockdown. And now all of a sudden the, yeah, the curve has been flattened. <laughs> the numbers are down. The hospitals aren't overrun. The makeshift hospitals were never even used. And now it's down to. Uh, we're going to extend the lockdown until we get a you know stimulus package where the state's going to come out of debt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like now we're now we're being held hostage. Yeah, you got to be skeptical of everything, right? Yeah. If, if listen, if you think that we're just some fucking nut job lunatics, right wing people, believe me, I'm not right wing at all. I'm I'm left wing. Maybe the captain is. He's pretty right right wing, but I'm not. You cannot trust anything. The government does. This could be a concentrated. Yes. Like I said, the virus is real, but that doesn't mean they won't opportunize something like that, you know, in order to society. Everybody's looking for their opportunities. Yeah, exactly. Just like the book says that they did back then. They used racism and and, you know, the fact that a lot of people were poor and had nothing. They used that to their advantage so that certain people could remain in power and stay wealthy. And those families you were talking about before, Zoo, they're still fucking wealthy to this day. They're old money people, you know, they, it's, it worked. It's, it's a, it's a trial tested fucking thing that works and they're not yeah. going to just give up on it. The nuclear family is just a rebranding of that same movement. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, they gave, they gave everybody just enough freedom at the time 
to feel, you know what I mean? Like I have a house, a yard to myself. I work a good, respectable job. My wife doesn't have to work. She sits home baking. Mm -hmm. Son's Mm -hmm. the quarterback. My daughter is the, you know, dance captain of the team. Perfect little lifestyle. How come it's not? How come it's not everyone in your family owns their own fucking business and you guys make millions and, you know, live on these big, you know, estates and shit like the wealthy do. Think back back to like the colonial age and and a little bit past that around the Industrial Revolution where the wealthy were living on these big manors and everyone else was stuck in these little apartments throughout all the cities and shit. Yeah, they still it was still the same setup all the way through from the 13 colonies on it's always been the same setup and even now even now you you don't hear of you know nancy pelosi anyone in her family getting sick you don't hear of any rothschilds uh family members coming down with covid all these multi multi-million and billionaires no one in jeff bezos fucking you know uh families getting sick and shit like that and here we are now the the wealthy are still separated from the way the rest of us live. Yeah. They live in a yeah. bubble. Basically they're insulated yeah. from the whole thing. Yeah. Those things still go on, bro. There's, there's, there's projects, you know, in, in the city and there's really yeah. poor areas that nobody ever tries to improve. The politicians never try to improve yeah. as much as, as much as, you know, what pisses me off as much as with this whole situation, like a lot of politicians play the uh, identity politics bullshit. Uh, you know, COVID is Which disproportionately is whole- targeting, minorities yeah. and whatnot yeah it is but because they're poor right and yeah. and why are they poor you know because of social situations that this country has has been going through for you know since its inception but yeah. you're a politician and you don't do jack shit to try and improve those people's situation yeah. but yet when something happens you want to play the identity card saying oh yep. well you know this thing uh you know we have to help minorities you don't give a flying fuck about minorities if you did you're nope. trying to help them get out of that situation you try and improve Look those at, neighborhoods dude oh, dude God. if they improved if they, if they if they were to actually care about minorities right and and they actually yeah. worked to improve the situation what the fuck card are they going to have to play Ever again? Yeah. No, yeah. they're not going to have anymore. Yeah. They're, they're gonna they're they're gonna fucking work themselves yeah. out of. They all- they have they whole have a whole segment of the communities just under their thumb and basically still oppressed. Keep them, you know, fat, lazy, stupid. Yeah. And I'm not saying well, everyone is. We keep them fat, lazy, stupid, and most importantly, divided by money and divided mm-hmm. by living situations. Yeah. So when shit hits the fan, people like us who you know, have never lived in those situations and currently don't live in those situations. It, we can never turn to that whole end of our that community to team up and become one with them. You know what I mean? It's still the same playbook of that division yes. that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then if you right, want yeah, exactly. being divided the, the by white, money. The, white are st- the whites are still the indentured, the indentured servants with a little yeah. bit more privilege yeah. than right, like the, the underclass uh, minorities. I mean, it's incredible. Right. I mean, the, the fact that okay we get we get to work and we get to go home and you know we get to kind of pick our career kind of thing like whatever like yeah. that's so well and good right yeah but but at the end of the day like okay what do you have to do to even get that fucking six figure salary yeah. job now you got to go in and you got to go into seven fucking figure debt to even get a six figure salary like it makes no sense bro you're yeah. still an indentured servant at the end of the day yeah. and, and 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 you're you're the end of your term or whatever is fucking 40 years down the road yeah. which is your retirement and your pension is the fucking must get the corn and the fucking cash they got you know 300 years ago it's the same fucking yeah, thing it's just it's point. just modernized that's dude. a great point it's yeah. modernized right it's more it's sophisticated yeah we 
We don't need guns and corn anymore. We just need more money. And yeah, what's the hardest thing to get? Money. Which yeah. is going to fucking disappear because it's grossly misappropriated from everything I've heard. Yeah. yeah. So just think, it's the same playbook today. And it doesn't even matter who's in office. You know, it's been the same playbook since day one. Yeah. Yeah. Same Absolutely. playbook. Maybe maybe different different strategies. You know, the Republican uh, you know, idea to all those poor people be like, Oh, just pick yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, and you'll be yeah. all right. You know, I did it, you know, you could do it too. No, right. that's, that's not how it it's works. It's extremely hard. I mean, unless you're a, yeah. unless you're incredibly fucking smart, unless you're a Jeff Bezos, unless you're a fucking Elon Musk or a, a fuck, I hate to say it because I hate Facebook, but uh, what the fuck is his name? Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Unless you're smart enough to like in like just invent something that is going to change the world yeah you're just going to be mediocre man maybe yeah. maybe you'll become a cfo a ceo maybe you'll make a couple yeah, make 200 I mean, grand yeah see those three guys that, are, are kind of yeah. a different situation though, like you said zoo because they kind of invented something new and that's what propelled them to becoming rich yeah. billionaires right. right you know what i mean um I'd, I'd honestly, I don't know much about the three guys, but I'm probably going to go out on a limb here and say all three of them probably had good upbringings. They probably were raised, you know, had good education. Well, Harvard, no? Yeah. Right. Just like you know what I mean? They were, they were raised in good environments. They had a great, right. let's, let's, you know, let's say they, they were, you know, it's a cliche, but let's say they had a silver spoon. They were born in a silver spoon in their mouths. I'm not taking right. anything away from the fact that they invented great shit, but they had a great right. start to their lives, yeah. which propelled them, right. helped propel them into that thing as opposed to somebody who's you know born in, into poverty father left them you know shitty situation yeah. crime-ridden neighborhood right. garbage you, and, and this goes this goes back to the point to get out of that situation yeah. and this goes back to the point where zoo was saying these politicians don't care about these you know these projects and stuff like that if you cared you would make sure there was better school funding there was better teachers there was better books there was, you know what i mean like you would make There's sure that yeah. yeah, you you would make sure. So, like, if you take a prime example of uh, Baltimore, uh, remember the mayor or the governor who died? Uh, what's his name? Right before he died, he had it. Congressman, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had it out with Trump. Him and Trump yeah. really had it out. And uh, Trump said something along the lines of, like, last year I signed, you know, like a bill giving you twenty million dollars, like. Where did it all go? How come you still have all like, and obviously like 20 million is not going to fix a ghetto or anything or a project or anything like that. But he's like, I gave you X number of dollars. What'd you go do with it? Where is it? How did you put that back into your community to make it better? That's what you're looking for here. You're mad that I'm not making your community better. I gave you money last year to make it better. And it's still not like, what are you doing? He died, right? I think so. Yeah. He passed away. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that, that's a great point. You know what I mean? And and I'll be honest with you, that's actually a pretty good point by Trump for once. Mm-hmm. Why is there? Why are these politicians who are in charge, regardless if they're black or white, regardless of where they are, what city they're in charge of, there's never any like, this is what we're going to do to fix this neighborhood so that this poor mm-hmm. shitty neighborhood in 10 years is going to be a thriving, great neighborhood. Oh. And if they do well, do something like that, it's gentrification, which doesn't, yes, right. just 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 there. Okay, it doesn't even help the people there. It just makes yeah. rich people oh, it richer makes the situation worse it makes it yeah. makes it makes the 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 difference between you know the the lower class and the middle class yeah. that much bigger worse. i mean it pushes and, and it, then it it propagates the it propagates more racism basically yeah. mm-hmm. and it, it pushes does, yeah. the lower exactly. class out into between, another lower class area right you know what i mean so so now now you're getting overpopulation in even smaller fucking lower class mm-hmm. areas 
let's put it this way if if howard zinn would continue this book every 10 years you know the this period of time that we're in he'd write about gentrification a lot yes as another tool as you know what i mean just an extension of all these things going on he'd read write it down you know and and they you only get the gentrification because i could promise you more than anything the politicians get a cut instead of Instead of taking the bill and the money that they get to redistribute it back into the projects, they take a cut of that into their slush fund and go use it for whatever else they need. And then they see the opportunity or hold out for the opportunity to gentrify. And they're like, yeah, you could go build over there if I have like a 2% claim in uh, everything you build. What do you think happens? The the construction companies that get the bid for the city to build whatever the hell the city's going to build. I mean- the mayor, the governor, whatever, whoever is is you know, giving that order, that that uh, permission, is going to get a kickback. Yeah, yeah, or a job in the future for the on that board, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. whatever yeah. it may be. Oh yeah, once you're done so in office, you go, yeah, yeah, you yeah right, be a board member for our company. stock yeah. in the stock in the company or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to bring it back to the book real quick uh, to another another little paragraph here, Cap. This this also reinforces your idea of how the nuclear family. And all that stuff is is just a scam, and it's a, it's you know it's it's by design by the government. Um, this is while again, like we were saying, what we were talking about before, how uh, the one they wanted to create a strong central government because that would help serve the interests of like the rich and and the people right. in, in power, and how basically normal people, you know, like middle class farmers, mechanics, things like that, were actually in support of this because they thought it would help them. Um, so, uh, what happened was when, when a couple of the states, including New York ratified the constitution, there was like a parade in the city of, um, farmers, mechanics and things like that. And they were like celebrating the fact that this strong central government was being created. And even though it's technically against their, their, you know, when you look back at it now in retrospect, it was really against their best interests. Yeah. Right. So then this paragraph goes, the constitution then illustrates the complexity of the American system that it serves the interests of a wealthy elite, but also does enough for small property owners, for middle-income mechanics and farmers to build a broad base of support, right? So it does, like I said before, it does just enough to to convince people, you know, to buy into the system, right? And it says, the slightly prosperous people who make up this base of support are buffers against the blacks, the Indians, the very poor whites. They enable the elite to keep control with a minimum of coercion, a maximum of law, all made palatable by the fanfare of patriotism and unity. So, yay, we have a a strong central government now. You know, we're all going to do really good. Let's, you know, forget about all the problems that we had five minutes ago of class uh, division. Yeah, I mean, just think about this was pre taxes, no? (laughs) No, this was all. That's another thing I wanted to touch on, dude. Yeah, that's another thing I wanted right. to touch on. Uh, that's fine. We'll, we'll hit that later. Yeah, I'll bring it up real quick. Uh, I don't know if you get you didn't get to the Revolutionary War yet. Do you, is it, did you do? No, 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 not yet. So when a lot of these guys, uh, when the Revolutionary War happened, a lot of these guys were promised to be paid. Uh, you know, sign on to to the you know to the militia, you know, to, to right. Washington's army, and we're going to pay you once the country is established. Everybody signed a contract. You were going to get paid this much money. Etc. They win the war. Everybody goes back home after. Comes time to get paid. People don't get paid. Right? Yeah, all the farmers, day. all the militiamen, they didn't I get didn't paid. A couple of years go by, they didn't get paid. Eventually, a lot of them in like New England area are like, I'm not going to pay my taxes. 
Why should I pay my taxes? You never paid me for my service. I fucking fought, you know, family members died. I lost, I got injured. I'm not going to pay my taxes. The federal government, um, it was actually called Shays Rebellion. The federal government stepped in and, and basically snuffed out all these people and forced them to pay their taxes, put them on, put them in jail, had, you know, fined them and whatnot. Um, they never fucking paid them. The people had every right not to pay their taxes. And this is supposed to be in a country that's supposed to be about freedom and equality and, and rights and things like that. just as fucked up as England was. I mean, it, it's, it's yeah. marketed to you as a child as being this fucking amazing place that was just going to be the complete opposite of the, the fucking um, the, uh, the tyranny of England. And it's not. It's, it's, it's the same it's, thing. It's rebranded and repackaged in a way that's digestible to people. And that's exactly and that's, that's a great way is. to put it. Yep. Yep. And I, I completely agree with it, that. It goes I mean, back to your it goes back to your, your nuclear family. I mean, just think about the stereotypical American. Like I'm a red blooded, like God fair and hard working yeah. American. Like it's fucking bullshit. That that whole that statement is fucking bullshit. Like yep. you're you're a middle they class, use- like you're yeah. A fucking servant for the yeah. the rich. That's it. They, you just don't think you're that working your ass off for other people to make more money. They use different values throughout time. I saw something along the lines of this a while back, but I really I don't remember the exact wording. But like, so to put it into reference, like at the time, like you know, from when you know this book was quoting, it was branded as like the patriotic error. Like you were. You were okay with what everything was going on because you were a patriot and like you were building America. And then like, yeah. I guess like the industrial revolution, like, like you were okay with what was going on. Cause you, you won your Liberty to work. We're going to let you work and, and make a fair wage. Like what you believed was a fair wage. Then it was like family values. Like you're a great American citizen, citizen with this family value. So since you're doing that, it's okay for what's going on behind here. And then it kind of yeah. became like, you know, I'm a God fearing man. So it's like religion. And then like, now it's really like consumerism. So like, right. so like, if you know what that means, it's like, you know, where people are more concerned, like keeping up with the, with the Smith or the Jones, keeping up with the, like, keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. You yeah. got, you got Alexis. I got a that way. Yep. You you got a Lexus, I got a Mercedes. You got a sixty inch TV, I got a sixty five inch TV. You got a hundred dollar pair of sneakers, I bought a hundred and fifty dollar mm-hmm. pair of sneakers. Dude, now, something even money. more something even more relatable, bro. The iPhone that comes out every yeah. fucking three and yeah. a half months. Yeah. Everybody yeah. Yep. is people people take off from work to go and stand in yeah. line to get a yeah. phone that does the exact same fucking thing that they have yeah. in their pocket. And and just like the Jordans too. We're re-releasing. Yeah. Do you know how much he must laugh when when they're like, "We're going to re-release the sevens, and people are lining up around the street corner, stabbing each other, and he's yeah. just raking in money. Like, come I'm on, give me sure a break. He still gets royalties. Oh, I, from all if of he's, that. If he's smart, he would. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, like consumerism basically is another method of that control. Yeah. You know, you, like now you you look at it like you look at somebody now that like. I don't know if any, you know, if you're an envious person, you look at somebody and you're like, oh, my house only has three bedrooms. They have five bedrooms. You know what I mean? Oh, they have, you know, three acres of land. I only have two. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's where, you know, that's where everybody starts spending the money. And that's why Amazon's perfect for this day and age. Cause you saw Joe Bob over there with, 
you know, fancy new sneakers. So you go and immediately buy <laughs> your fucking new sneakers. Yeah. yeah, think about it. That's how it works now. Yeah, and you're you, working. You spend no, the only dollar right. you I have. Was laughing yeah. at you when you said Joe Bob, but no, you're right. <laughs> think, yeah. think about like, think of how many people we know who are always just fresh to death, always in nice clothes, but are dead broke when I it comes do. down yeah. to yeah. it. Yep. You know Every what I mean? Is that you. you were given just enough money and just enough freedom to go buy that crap and look yep. that way. But in reality, now you have no bank account. You got no savings. You got nothing to help mm-hmm. you in the long run. I think I wear, you guys make fun of me. I wear the same shit every fucking other day. <laughs> no, I wear the same shit all the time, too. I'm, I'm the same pretty, bro. Yeah. <laughs> same yeah. Yeah. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, Doom Nation? It is Skaggs here, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Two Doom Men podcast. If you like political discussion, guns, beer, movie and TV reviews, smash that like button, subscribe to our channel, and share the show with your friends. That's the best way we can get around Big Tech's algorithm. You can also just go to linktree.com slash Men to find everywhere the show has a presence. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Skaggs89. Thank you, everyone, and let's get back to the show. When you think about it, though, Chris, what you said is, you know, they have no savings. They've been crushed by the system, by the consumerism yeah. system, right? That's exactly yeah. what these powers that, you know, that be want to happen. Yeah, you have design. a whole bunch of material possessions, but you've been now crushed. You yeah. can't advance any further. It's like society. brainwashing. It's like, yeah. okay, like, you right. don't, you don't think... like, do whatever you can to work hard, make a yeah. good living, but then they brainwash you to just to give buy everything the back. Yeah, to buy yeah, the your fucking flattened credit card, right? Buy your yeah. fucking band, and buy you, don't your you, your iPad, don't, everything. Don't you think they love it when someone else goes into debt? You know what I mean? Like you yes. owe us, and we yeah, can claim slave. That is a fucking you? slave mechanism. And in they, order to get an right education, now. you have to go into debt. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. a whole other just, fucking. Just to make money, you have to owe us. You want to make money yeah. in the long run? You owe us first, like. And and just think of like the current situation with the lockdown. Like people complain that like there's protesters that want to restart like their jobs. These people who are protesting like didn't feed their family dinner last night. Their credit score is in the hundreds. Their their house, you know, is it's eventually no one's gonna care if you could work or not. Your house is gonna get taken away. COVID nineteen or not, that house is ours now. You know what I mean? Like these are the people protesting to restart the economy. Like think of how many people already are in debt you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying forget if the economy comes back strong enough think how many people are already in debt from this shit they gotta love it they gotta love it all these new people who were working that nine to five and extra hours for free just to get by are now fucking gonna be poverty driven and it's just it's someone else they could keep their thumb on yeah zoo you know what i wanted you to touch on dude that uh, in the email, what you were talking about the education system. Why don't you why don't oh, you God. touch on that a little bit, and then let oh, me tie yeah. into to how. Yeah, go ahead. I want to make a point, but I want you to first talk a little bit about that. What you said in the email. Yeah, I mean, I, I was waiting for a, a good segue um, into that, but I guess I guess now's as good a time as ever. I mean, we've been talking a lot now about how people just kind of just play in uh, to the game that these you know people that are still in the quote unquote ruling class are, are playing with our lives basically. And I think it has a lot to do with um, the education system in this country and, and what's becoming the entire world. I mean, I think there's some countries that are moving away, but that's a different point. There's some um, countries that are way better and way more advanced oh, than yeah. America. Oh yeah. But 
you know, that's a, that's a different topic. Um, in this country, I mean, think about when you were a child, right? What do you learn? You're, you're forced to stand up and do the fucking Pledge of Allegiance every day. You're um, forced to basically just memorize all of the information that your teachers, especially when it comes to history and learning about this country, you're just forced to take this information, memorize it, and regurgitate it, right? And that's Back. why this book is in existence. That's that's not <laughs> learning, in my opinion. I mean, Howard Zinn. I'm gonna I'm going to quote him. I mean, I'm gonna paraphrase a little bit, but he says, um, "Where is it? Where is his quote here?" Okay, this is. I'm I'm heavily paraphrasing. This society presents education and knowledge as technical problems of excellence, and not as tools for contending social social classes, races, nations. So basically, all of this quote unquote knowledge that you're receiving in school is basically just a technical problem to pass your test and advance mm-hmm. in other grades and not to better yourself. Okay. Right. And you were sold just knowledge, enough. Right. Re- exactly. Exactly. Real knowledge, real wisdom is, is learning how to solve a problem creatively is, I mean, in my opinion, every book should be in uh, every test should be an open book test. Okay. Because you should be able. Every test should be a hands-on test. Should be a fucking mechanical hands-on test. Your test should be this, right? You're given a tidbit of information on whatever it is that that class was teaching you, right? You should be able to take that information. It should be presented right in front of you, right? Because that's how it is in the real world. You'll have access to any information that you need nowadays, and you should have to solve a problem using whatever information is available to you. That's not it. That's that's what's called free thinking. That's what's called creative problem solving. But that's not what's taught to us. It's just right. regurgitation. It's, it's memorization. And then what happens is that you're you end up being conditioned to think that anybody that is a higher like authority, like when you're a kid, it's your teachers, and then when you're an adult, it's the media, it's the government. Anybody mm-hmm. that's a higher authority than you, whatever they say, is fucking golden rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I was going to say. Even think anymore. Yep. That's why somebody like Elon Musk should scare the shit out of the government, especially over the last couple of days with like going against like the whole COVID-19, like someone like Elon Musk, like I loved it when they challenged his research. I was like, if there's anyone in the world who could research properly, it's probably fucking him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and that's like a modern day genius. And you don't even see that that much anymore. You know what right. I mean? Cause so of have, this. You have to be born that we have to be yeah. born with that level of intellect yeah. because you can't, it's very hard to, to come from this um, educational system and, and right. just tell yourself that way. It's, you have to be kind of like born with that. Like I said, it's just like you're taught that like excellence and knowledge is just regurgitation of information yeah. right. to you. You're not taught how to think. It's, it's a very yeah. weird thing. I mean, what I was going to say is who remembers back in school, man, where you just had like a theoretical conversation with the class about a certain situation or even a conversation like this. You can learn a lot by having a conversation with other people like we do on podcasts, right? You hear other people's point of view, you hear their ideas and you speak theoretically. Are any of us experts? No, but you learn by listening to other people and having a general conversation, but you don't do that in school. You literally, like you're saying, you just, this is what the teacher tells you. You cannot question it. And if you do, then you fail. You have to spit it back And also nowadays, what you see more is, you know, so there's no chance of like going through school and becoming a genius. You have to be born with it. Right. Like you were saying earlier, Zoo. and 
even like some of the smart people that you knew from school aren't geniuses. They're just really good at memorizing, basically, and regurgitating. And some of them are smart and can figure this shit out on their own. But nowadays, how many times do you hear of a school or a special special ruling that's going into the education system where all they do is make it easier for the dumber kids to pass? Yep. You hear that yeah. all the time now. And I'm putting it in a very horrendous manner. You know, they'll, they'll probably say challenge kids or whatever. But, like, they, they take it where now, like, the teachers are held accountable. The teacher has to make right, it yeah. even easier yeah, yeah. and more spoon-fed to you to so you could pass this memorization class. Where yeah, and, and now nobody's learning. And now nobody's learning anything. And you know then, why they and I, do that, Cap? You know why they might do that? They're already brainwashing you. Yeah. Plus, if everybody's failing, that might lead to strife. That might lead to like revolt and, and uprising. Yeah, right. If if everybody's being crushed by the system, if every think of it even in terms of school, right? If every single student is failing, isn't that going to lead to some sort of change from underneath? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eventually. So no, it's easy. Yeah. It's easier to keep people happy by just moving the goal, making yeah. it, e yeah. yeah, even and, making it and, easier for everybody to pass. And nowadays, so many people like you know now that like we're older, and and I know teachers in different schools and i know security officers in different schools and, and i know people who just work throughout the school system and, and nowadays like as long as like the kid comes home with like a 70 uh, like as long as the kid's coming home with like a c plus average like the parents don't give a fuck you know what i mean like and, and this is this is what happens now the teachers make it so easy that they can't even fail a kid anymore otherwise they'll lose their job and so now right. these kids mm -hmm. are coming home with C's and B's and their parents don't care. It's perfectly fine. Like, oh, you tried, yep. you got your best. And it's just a whole generation of dumber people, brainwashed right. people. And and now the government can take away a little bit more because if I give you this stuff that doesn't matter, that makes you happy and free, right. we can fuck shit up on this end. They're, they're, they're dumbing down the population in order yeah. to just perpetuate their fucking yeah. rule. The, the, fact that, the fact that people are... And this is a very right wing side of me, but I, you know, this is something I, I don't think I'll ever break on. The fact that people are anti Second Amendment blows my mind. Blows my mind. Because listen, you don't, you don't need to own a gun. You don't need to learn how to use. You don't have to be in. You know, before I got involved in guns, I never saw a gun ever. Maybe like when I was young and I went to my cousin's house and he used to hunt. He had a gun on his wall. Like that's the biggest experience I had for X number of years in my life with guns. Like you really don't need to get involved. But the fact that you're willing to disarm an entire nation based on how you feel about it is beyond me. We're in the middle of a lockdown right now and gun stores were forced to be closed because they were selling out of weapons and ammunition. You know what I mean? Like, what does that tell you? Like, just think how bad things would be if there, if there was no more second amendment specifically yeah. right now as well. Like, Dude. Like that just proves how uneducated you are. You're you're begging to be enslaved again, yeah. almost. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Like they are so ingrained, they are so brainwashed yeah. that they don't mm -hmm. even realize what's happening right in front of their fucking mm -hmm. eyes. I mean, dude, mm -hmm. I, I identify much more, um, and I, I am in no. I mean, don't. By no means am I a liberal. By no means, but I do identify more with the left than with the right. But one thing that I'm I am fucking adamant about is that everybody in this country should be allowed to have a means of defending themselves. I'm not going to say a weapon because I don't want it to, I don't want it to be misconstrued a way of defending themselves. And I don't, I don't, 
they shouldn't be able to have access to like a fucking fully automatic fucking light machine gun that just you don't need that there's something right to defend yourself a fucking pistol a shotgun a fucking lever action a semi-automatic gun something to fucking defend yourself with because if it comes down to it if the if the government does become this incredibly oppressive entity right that is when just, they overstep their boundaries right, right exactly that's the point i'm getting at there yeah. needs to be a revolution guns give you leverage right? guns yeah. give you leverage now well, you have the leverage to oppose that what's the quote a well uh, a well-regulated militia keeps the government in line or something like that yeah. there's an old quote about a well-regulated militia yeah that, that basically super... yeah go on go ahead. I was going to say, you're super, you're super brainwashed liberal person, too, is always going to say, oh, well, you know, good luck with what you and your shotgun are going to do against the military tanks and oh, fighter oh, jets. Oh, okay. No. Yes. Right. My shotgun is not going to do anything against an M1 Abrams tank. But do we forget that that M1 Abrams tank is piloted by another human being who might be on my side? Right. He yeah. might not agree with the thing the government is doing. The military might right. split. You know what I mean? And right. so now. You know, the military is made up of human beings who are free yeah. thinkers and whatnot. Yes, they're supposed to I mean, follow orders and they whatnot. Are very brainwashed. Those yeah. are. They are. They are. Right. But in a situation where like that, some some, you know, there might be a, a, a faction like a faction might split off. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Now that faction could join with the armed general population. And there you go. Now you have now you have. I mean, yes. If there's a million people in the military, there's 350 million people in the country. You know, I would, even I if they have, well, I got, I got, I, I got two points. If anybody yeah. was going to know that, that'd be you. I, that, I got, I got two points. You ever see like uh, on any of your like animal documentaries, like the reason <laughs> it, listen, it, but this is the truth yeah, though. The reason the ant colony is so powerful and so strong is because when they come up to a larger insect, that one insect might at like a swing, take out three ants. But for those three ants, there's right. three thousand more. Warm. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Think of it that way. That's a great. That's a yeah. great point. That's a great. You know what I'm point. saying. So yeah, fine, fine. There's one person in a tank, but if there's a hundred thousand of us, once he's out of ammo, he's still gonna have to deal with what yeah, ninety thousand people. You know what I mean? Like right. Those those BBC fucking videos of uh, those ants just just wiping out those fucking uh, those huge hornets, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, yeah, don't, don't fucking, uh, don't sleep on ants, dude. Ants are super fucking yeah. strong too. You ever see ants carry shit? Yeah. Ant could carry massive things. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if we could and, carry stuff like that. We'd be walking around with houses, you know, like carrying them over our heads. We can't and then uh, my second point was a lot of times oh, when these gov- <laughs> when these uh, when these governors try and do uh confiscate gun confiscation uh, orders and stuff like that. And they try and sign uh, into like state law that, you know, if you have an AR-15 past a certain date, we're going to send the, you know, the sheriff to your house to confiscate it. And time and time again, you see like these sheriffs coming out, like on live TV, like you could sign that law into effect. I will not order a single individual in my, Mm -hmm. in my uh, precinct to do that. We are not sending men to go and fucking confiscate guns. Yeah, Maybe people forget be, that the people that are going to carry out sentence. those laws are people. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, could you imagine? Could you yeah. imagine? Especially you know, in some place like Texas or something. Yeah. yeah. Knocking on your door. On the, yeah. Like, no. before they even got to the door. They'd, They'd be, be killing the cops daily. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't even make it to the porch. Yeah. You would need, like, you would need yeah, a whole SWAT team. Yeah. 
Yeah, you would need a whole SWAT team, and you're still risking people's lives. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Yeah, there's also a disconnect in this country between people who live in the city and people mm -hmm. who live in a rural area of the country. One of the greatest we say this all the time things I've seen comments about uh, the difference is if you live in a city, the police could get to you to help you in like two minutes, right? Like the NYPD's response time is I think like two to three minutes, real quick. If you live somewhere like I do or somewhere real deep in the sticks, it might take the the north of Maine, 45 yeah. minutes to get to you. You're dead after yeah. three, two minutes of, of somebody breaking into your house. If you don't have a gun and someone breaks into your house and the cops are 45 minutes away, you have right. no means to protect yourself against somebody. Yeah. You need a gun. So someone in the city who has no need of a gun because the cops are two minutes away cannot dictate policy for somebody who's 45 minutes away from the police and might be killed right. because they have and no means to protect themselves. It's no it's different situations. Those those uh, more densely populated cities are much more liberal. Yeah, because it's way and easier. It's, it's almost like a hub. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. People people who have those views, sadly, you know, the majority of them would never last in a rural place. You couldn't put those people in a fucking cabin yeah. in, in the middle of a ranch, and, and they, they yeah. would never they thrive. Most yeah. of this country is like that. Yeah. Oh, easily, yeah. yeah. Everybody More just 50 thinks... percent of the population lives in cities yeah. now. Yeah, it, everybody just thinks everywhere you go is a big city. Then you uh, get a... Like they, like, they were complaining about, you know, for the state's reopening. They were talking about, like, Montana and North and South Dakota and Wyoming. Wyoming's, like, the least populated state in all of America. If there's one state that doesn't need to worry about reopening, it's probably Wyoming, where your neighbor is like two and a half miles away from yeah. you. Like, yeah. You know, you, you move. By default. They yeah, never you, had to close in the first place. Yeah. You move out there because you already wanted to social distance. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going out there to make friends either. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and they're getting angry. That's because you live in a, a 15 story apartment building with 500 people. And there's not yeah. 500 people in five miles of this person's house. Right. You know, it's More two people different might worlds. live in your building, right? Like yeah. your entire town out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that entire fucking city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And in places like that, it might take the police 45 minutes to get to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Three fucking dudes walk onto your your three acre property and you see these guys in your backyard and you call the cops. Oh, we'll be there in 15 minutes. It's going to take them two minutes to get across my yard. What do you mean? They're going to, you're going to be here in 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a different situation and nobody yeah, understands that's why, that. That's right. That's what my point is. People yeah. you cannot just, you can't, that's not something that could just be applied universally throughout everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe in the city, you don't need everybody doesn't need, like you said, a light machine gun. If you're, if you're living in an apartment building, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you can't, Someone in, living in that situation is a totally different situation as someone living out in the country. You can't just but, make a policy. It doesn't work. It doesn't apply. Yeah. The, the land, the yeah. people, everything is not exactly the same. The, the, this right. country is very different, diverse, right? Yeah. There's a lot of different Nobody situations throughout everywhere. That, dude. This whole country, I mean, the whole, fuck this, the whole country, the whole fucking world is a big fucking gray area. Nothing is black and white. But yes. They it to you that way. I mean, Democrat yes. versus fucking yep. Republican, literally black people versus fucking white people. I mean, rich versus fucking poor, heterosexual versus fucking LGBTQ, whatever the fucking acronym is. I don't even know anymore. They just keep, yeah, adding, they letters just keep adding letters to it. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, and I'm not trying to be insensitive. I mean, if that's your thing, like whatever, it doesn't affect me. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's where stuff like that is where I fall on the left with, you know, like the fact that like a state it's illegal to have gay marriage. 
I don't care. Let them get married. You force them to pay taxes. Let them get married. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't. I don't give a fuck who you sleep with. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, it doesn't affect us in any way. Yeah. How there could still be laws on it is, is beyond me. Let them love you know? each other. Who cares? Yeah. That, 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 that's less of a reason for them to go and want to fucking fight you. If you really want yeah. to rule everybody. Think about yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Man. Yep. Yeah, you know what's... Well, I, I homopho- like- it's, it's, it's manufactured. Homophobia, all these new phobias are, are mm-hmm. all manufactured. And you guys were talking earlier about the book, how racism was manufactured to yeah. keep us divided. It was. Now it was every, every week there's a it new was. phobia. Trump could say something about puppies and there'd be a puppy phobia expert on CNN the next day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when all these phobias, did you hear about any of these phobias four years ago? I'm not even going to give it a full five. You know, the, mm-hmm. uh, what did they call Trump? Uh, xenophobia for being xenophobic. You know, yeah. Xenophobic. That was the very first time I ever heard that term. It's just, and I'm not saying that it's an incorrect term. First time I ever heard this new phobia. It's all manufactured. It was given a it title. Is. It was given a title so you could identify against it. It is, man. Even, you know, the book goes into, uh, you know, like the beginnings of the slave trade. And I'm just remembering some interesting points about it, about how racism really was just invented in a way. Because the book goes into how, you know, a lot of European explorers, there was even, uh, I don't know if you remember, Zoo, there was even like uh, accounts of uh, Venetians, you know, like uh, people from like the Kingdom of Venice going to Africa right. to like Mali and some of those kingdoms there. And then, uh, you know, in their accounts writing like, wow, you know, these are beautiful advanced civilizations right. of dark skinned people, you know, who will, right. who are like honorable, good, whatnot. And this, this is way before, you know, discovery of the new world, colonialism and all that bullshit. Um, you this know, in the book, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, to that part. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Like this is kind of before that whole, slave trade and that racism idea was made like there's accounts of europeans right. going there and like respecting africans in a way right. it wasn't until i'm gonna be honest with you it wasn't until like the beginnings of like this capitalist system came into play until racism it's because was, it's all, was because invented it all about the, the, mm. the entire world i mean the capitalistic fucking view just has dominated the entire fucking world because yeah. it just became so advantageous to people who just already had so much fucking money because it just mm-hmm. allowed them to just accumulate more. more wealth right exactly so then i mean it, it's unfortunate but the, the european way just became just basically Dominant, yeah. way. money makes the I world know. go around so and, it, and it's I funny mean, that it's you yeah. because i, I it, think personally i mean this is kind of a tangent but i think the native americans just had it right Man, oh I mean, yeah, they, I agree. Their society, their civilization. Right. They. I mean, some of them were fucking batshit crazy. Let's you know. Let's yeah. Not but how far would they evolved to like you know? Were they really on a path to like society? And I don't mean to like be insensitive. What are you talking point. about? They had you their know? own tribes, bro. Yeah, they had their own well, tribes, but not until miles and miles and miles. That's yeah, but they they you know, and nothing's wrong with it. But they lived in tents, whereas until you see, like the colonies, the point, you're looking at it yeah. from the European point of view. What's yeah, wrong right, with exactly. living? They were living a more natural uh, lifestyle no, off I'm the not, land in harmony with nature. Yeah. What's really wrong with well, that? Actually, no, they yeah, didn't have no. machines and uh, guns and yeah, things like that. Yeah, no, I, I they, get your they point. They thrived in a yeah. way. They thrived in their own way. It was a more natural yeah, lifestyle. Right. They, they literally fucking thrived. They had a balance. Yeah. They had a balance yeah. with the fucking 
land that they lived on. I mean, it's the total fucking opposite of what we have now. That's why yeah. there's fucking global warming and then the fucking ocean is, at, right. is basically trash. Maybe they had it right, bro. Yeah. Right. And let's that, be honest, that, dude. That makes I mean, sense. It, they were not pushovers either. You know, as much as you want to say they lived in tents and whatnot, it's not like no, Europeans came here and within were, 10 yeah. years wiped out the Native Americans. When did Columbus land in, in uh, the New World? In 1492. Bro, the last Native American, the Comanches, the Comanches were not forced onto reservations until the early 1900s. So yeah. from 1492 to within basically one person's lifetime ago from when we were alive, where yeah. the, the, in, the Native America is not 100%. The Comanches were also the most fucking savage, bro. Yeah, Those who that's what I'm saying, though. So as much as you want to stay... As much as you want to say they weren't advanced, they were able to withstand. Uh, I, I didn't mean like, that. but I, I'm thinking more of like of you know modern society. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait a second. Yeah, I know. Where, one, yeah. where do you think? Where do you think uh, we got guerrilla warfare from, dude? From the native. Oh America. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, bullshit on a field. Yeah, there's also some Italian uh, precedent to that. There's, there's also some Italian precedent to uh, guerrilla warfare. Uh, some oh, Italian, really? I think his name was Giuseppe Garibaldi. He invented a form of uh, guerrilla warfare, I believe. I could be wrong. Yeah, but could be when? Wrong, but... when? Recently. Recently. Like a new? Like a new? I'll look it up. I'll look it up. But but I know what you mean. Yeah, definitely. Hiding behind trees and shit. They were ambushing the, 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 yeah. the red coats and the blue coats, whatever the fuck. Um, and then the, and then the the military learned from that. They were like, why the, why are we going to line up on a field? Why are we just going to? I mean, that was the honorable quote-unquote way to fight yeah. that but if you can lose well, of course that, they, they took the best of what they found yeah yeah well, uh, you I mean, know. they took everything else yeah. i had a good point before when you said when you said the invention of capitalism oh racism wasn't around until capitalism started but i can't remember my point now fucking hate doing this you know what was a point I wanted to bring up before uh zoo when we were talking about the education system and all that stuff uh, one of like the, the, the I wanted to cap it on. Not only does the education system, the way it is, basically indoctrinate you into the system, you right. know, of regurgitating information and consumerism. It also puts the first shackle on your hand, like on your chains of debt, right. because when you go to school and then you might be, you know, like you were saying before, Chris, you might be hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. That's the only debt that can't be forgiven in the country for some reason. Yeah. It's a shit ton of debt. And you kind of like need to get that college education to get a really good job. So not only does you're, you're almost you're almost college. paying for and yeah. and putting, like I said, that first chain on yourself yeah. to in, like you're paying and putting your own chain on to indoctrinate yourself into it, the system that crushes people. Literally, literally, you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. almost. They basically took the college education system and turned it into a scam, a, a scam. Yeah. You know I, what I, I mean? I, I, like, yeah, it's funny. It's funny because. You know, I, I don't know if you guys watch Rick and Morty, but Rick is always anti-school. He's like, school's for losers. It, it's a big scam. And, like, now that you guys bring things up like this and, like, the way I feel about the education system, like, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking scam. It's it's ridiculous. It is. I, you need it. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And, yeah, if you don't, like, you hear about all the states that, like, right now they can't do it, but they want to, like, outlaw, like, homeschooling. God forbid, God forbid there's one kid who gets homeschooled and is taught to think differently. Yeah, right, exactly. They want to outlaw it. It's yeah. a good point, dude. That's probably why, yeah. yeah. You're not going to send that kid to learn our education system? And this new right, thing with exactly. uh, 
with uh, I think Bill Gates and someone else is uh, looking to the future of New York's education system. Hell the fuck no. You people really think like Corona is like it's never going to leave. And like this is like people are just going to be schooled on laptops and we're just going to plop our kids in front of laptops for the rest I'm of their the lives with the bill gates stuff I, I don't think bill gates is this arch nope. villain everyone makes it out to be nope i am with I think you. bill I, I, gates I has happily go you against at, you. why don't you actually go look up the 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 uh the, the historical facts of things bill gates has done he's actually a really sure. nice dude he's donated a lot of his money back to charity He's a my huge my opinion, just like your opinion, Chris, of Bill Gates is this evil guy who's trying to destroy the world. My opinion of Bill Gates is he's somebody who made so much money that he doesn't really care about Microsoft and all those things anymore. Yeah. He's taken oh, on that's... a personal hobby of trying to help people because that's he's got fine. fuck you money. He's got so much now... fuck you money, he just happens to want to use it to help people. That's yeah, his but hobby. He's gonna make a lot of more. He's gonna make a lot more money too now. Yeah, is, is, are, are you sure? Did you actually do the research? Are any of these things he that he's wouldn't doing be doing if he wasn't gonna, money. Gonna, gonna, Are you sure? He already <laughs> well, has fuck you money. He doesn't need to make any more money from right, but he doesn't, like he, has, I mean, he has a family. I mean, Chris has got a point. I mean, he's putting his name on all this shit. If he really, if he really, <clears> truly benefits the his people, wealth? he'd do it anonymously. But that's I, think, I think the Gates it's Foundation gonna is going to go to down with the Clinton Foundation. All of his wealth, just put this out there, all of his wealth, his children are not allowed to inherit any of his wealth. When he dies in his will, all of his wealth goes to charity. His, That's his fine, but children but now, are only allowed the, to keep whatever they make on their own. Right, but with the Gates name and Gates is being his father and the connection Gates has, these kids, like, day one out of college are, yeah, no here's shit. your $900,000 a year job. Right. Right. I mean, so I fine. Daddy's not gonna, I'm not going to inherit right, it. But, but I'm still going to make fifty billion dollars. Ain't going to go to. Yeah, I understand because what are supposed to do? Kill themselves? You know what I mean? Like they're they're Gates' children. Yes, of course. There's their privilege because they're Bill Gates' yeah. kids. They can't undo that now. Uh, it's too late. But they're not going to inherit his hundreds of billions of dollars or whatever. Warren Buffett, same thing, right? Doesn't doesn't he have something as well where his kids ain't getting like basically nothing? Be surprised. To I like him too. All his money. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. For That's certain, what I but... heard. I mean, I'm just this complete speculation. But I, I, and what if they I just said, what you're not going to get any of this money, and then when he dies, a portion of well, it still okay, goes look, to I'm, them. I'm, I'm sure they're <laughs> not leaving their fucking families poor, but I'm saying, like, okay, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates are worth billions and billions <laughs> of dollars. The point is, they're not They're not just handing their family right, fine. a lifetime of, of just do whatever you Just because you're not handing over money doesn't make doesn't mean you can't be evil either. I'm sure there's okay. Know, I'm sure they're going to set their families up to be very comfortable. I have it. I have it right here for Bill Gates. Bill and Melinda have said that they intend to leave their three children ten million dollars each as their inheritance, with only thirty million kept in the family. They are expected to give away about ninety nine point ninety six percent of their wealth to charity when they die. Hmm. Most I mean, charity organizations are corrupt. I mean, shit ton of money, but yeah. It's million, not, it's 10 not, million, if you can take that money and invest it wisely, you never have to work again. With $10 million definitely, in definitely. Gates being your last name, you could make another $20 million in a day. Yeah. You know? But I mean, we're it's, talking about a guy with like $100 million. You would have to make it. Yeah. That's the point is you would have to make it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yes, it's, listen, I'm not, I, I'm not worried money. about their, I'm not worried about his kids. Whatever he leaves his kids doesn't change how I feel about it. And these charity organizations doesn't mean that he's still on a good path either. 
Do either of you believe the Clinton Foundation is a good charity and up and up upstanding no. charity? Because well, it's that's not. There's apples and, and oranges. You're talking about Hillary Clinton versus Bill Gates. That's that's I don't. I don't. There's no apples and oranges here. It's there's some there's some charities that are corrupt as well. You don't think a charity is a tax-free organization. You don't think the establishment has come up with their own yes. fucking charities to get 100%. in more money? Yeah. So well, what if this... Are you talking so now, about the Clinton? You're generalizing all charities. <laughs> I, fine, I'll generalize. I don't care. Versus just Bill because Gates. Bill Gates... Just because Bill Gates is going to leave his money to a charity organization doesn't make him a good guy either. That charity organization could be just as corrupt as the Clinton right. Foundation. Not, that you, money you, can go right into the establishment. You're taking Hillary's evil charity and you're justifying the fact that you think Bill Gates is because Hillary's is bad. You're just I'm, saying, no, look, yes, no, you are. Yes, I'm you are. saying, you're presenting I'm no saying facts. that there's you're more saying, than... You're presenting no facts. You're just saying, fine. look, there's there's well, this person. She's giving money to charity. So then I'll have a, a job charity. on CNN any day now. Maybe. CNN Maybe should be emailing me any moment. You should. What I'm saying is the fact that just because he's donating to a charity doesn't mean it's an upstanding, non-corrupt charity either. No, that he's donating nobody, here, you know? no, literally yeah. nobody is saying that. Literally yeah. nobody is saying that. But we're, I'm still being challenged, though. Yeah, that's what this podcast is about. I'm Googling no, what their you, foundation is. I've heard of it. I, I feel like you're, you're, take, you're taking it too much of like, okay, well... Um, I choose not to trust the guy. People choose to oh, be anti-Second Amendment, and you know, I, I choose to not trust him. I'm, there's nothing wrong and, with you thinking that. I'm just giving and, you a counter a counter opinion. Right. And the um, one, th if he comes up with the vaccine, they could lock me up before I take that. You're basically saying, "Oh, he just got money, so he's evil." He's a bad guy. Yeah, you fucking communist pig. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, and look. Oh that's well. Opinion, that's fine, but we were just you, like. But you guys have no facts. I, mean, we I might not be presenting. That. I might not be presenting any facts, but no, you guys okay. have no facts that I'm wrong. No, we don't. We don't, but we're giving you that. I, pre I, I presented multiple facts to you already about how he's leaving only a little bit of money to his uh, children out of like 90% of I'm looking up fine. his... Oh, well, their, that has nothing to do with the charity. Yeah, it, it still doesn't claim if you, you guys have no facts that... I have no facts that he's this upstanding citizen that you guys claim to be, and you have no facts that... He's, you know, this evil guy. I never said he was honest. I just said I don't know if if his purpose is necessarily evil or not. Yeah, I choose I, to I be evil. For him, I never said he's not evil. I never said nothing like that. I mean, the Clintons. I think we could all agree. Fucking shady. What was the name of that uh, episode of ours, Chris? Uh, the uh, more what? opinion than fact, more more yeah. men than usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it still applies. Always um, going to apply. CNN is, you know, they, they've been on for the past three years running on that playbook. If you look at his website, the Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, GatesFoundation.org, it's, it's it's very general, but it, it's it's talking about how they're they're looking to help just poverty around the world. Uh, just like um, every politician is saying they're going to help yeah, poverty yeah, in their local district. You're 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 yeah, you're talking about yeah, your 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 view is very cynical, though. Your view, person, is very cynical. So, I mean, I could bring up, you know, uh, Elon Musk's charity. Are you gonna feel the same way about his charity for for? Uh, I, I haven't read anything in general. You say yeah. you're giving him the benefit so, of the doubt. Well, that's because I listen. If all of a sudden they, st you know, I started seeing things negative about him, 
I would question it. You know what I mean? I Listen, I might give Elon Musk the benefit of the doubt and Bill Gates not the benefit of the doubt, and I could be wrong yeah. about either of them. Oh, wow. But because I, I have free choice. Either, why would you do either? I have free choice from from yeah. things that you've been I influenced follow. by shit that have you read about Bill Gates, I feel, because of this whole situation. Did you give a fuck about Bill Gates, uh, no. his charity no. stuff before the coronavirus no. situation? No, what about until videos that we're talking about the fucking Bill Gates trying to influence New York education. Did that, did that bias you? Again, what? Some of those videos, the videos, you know, those, the, the, that Luch was sharing. I think it was Luch that was sharing them. Um, and one of them talked about Bill Gates. And now, oh, no, I actually skagged. I think it was an article that no, you no. shared, if I'm not mistaken. Not a video. Maybe. It was an remember. article that you shared, or somebody shared. I don't remember this. Yeah, but it was an article, and then. Uh, was talking well, about how, it. it was a very biased article. You, Skaggs, you remember it was a very biased article. It presented zero facts um, about Bill Gates. All, yes, all it did was badmouth him because yeah, I remember that his initiative to like improve the education system in New York. Right. Give zero facts right. on what he was planning to yes. do. All it did was just yes, shit on that. anything he's ever done. Right. Yeah, the art. What we're saying, Chris, take this article for example. I remember now pretty clearly. It was literally an article that had no facts in it, but it was written in a way that sounded very professional. Like the, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. writing of the article sounded yeah, typical, like a typical article. Like the media would produce well-read, thought-out person wrote it. And if you read it, you'd be like, "Wow, this guy, Bill Gates, is really He's a fucking scumbag." But then, very. if you actually think about it, like I read it and I was like, "There's no fucking information in here." It's just talking right. shit about Bill yeah, Gates, and then it's it's wrote in a very, very convincing well manner. Just like, just like I think I after that, you guys remember the Coney Joseph Coney thing, and back in yeah. 2012, the I, video I on YouTube. Like fucking idiot. That was all bullshit. That guy never. It was basically no, this, this video. Guy, it was a video on YouTube. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And everybody hated him in one day. Prison children, and he killed kids and yeah. forced kids into sex slaves. I wonder where he is like now. That. And it was very convincing, and they had like a. They had like a store where you could buy merchandise and whatnot, and it ended up being totally. It was, the people it was, believed it. It was convincing. Video. It was convincing. You just got like I'm I skeptical. That of video. Even when people are, you know, what I mean, like I'm skeptical of people being skeptical. Let's put it that way. Yeah. About about stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm skeptical about Bill Gates. I mean, listen, I, I'm not trying to make it wrong. Of, skeptical. I'm just challenging yeah. you. I hear things of you know the vaccine he wants to have, including a microchip that he puts in you. I'm not for that shit. You know what I mean? So, hey, yeah, okay. that, not, that right? makes me. You know, who's, you know who's 100% working on a microchip to put in you? Elon oh, Musk. Oh, Elon Musk, yeah. And product. I wouldn't allow it to be put in me either. Yeah, the neural yeah. fucking that. Yeah, neural, right? yeah that is literally a microchip they want to put in your brain, right? Does that make well, Elon now, Musk an evil genius? Now, no. Now he's, on, uh, now he's on my shit list then. All right. You know, I never, I, you know, Elon Musk hasn't Electric really been. Drove the line, shit in the brain. Yeah. I mean, I, Captain, but he also you know, I don't go out looking for this information either. So, you know, I come across stuff I see about Bill Gates and I make my opinion. I've only seen stuff coming out about Elon Musk, minus like the truck and stuff that he, he's been producing and shit. I don't see any stories or pieces about, uh, you know, what he wants to do. So I don't look for this shit. So when I find something that I don't like, then I make my opinion about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is to just be skeptical of that source you're finding it from. Maybe that person just hates right. Bill Gates. Or is trying to push a narrative first. Yeah, but it, it could be that their agenda is just the opposite. Out of line. Yeah, you have everything. Everything you have to be skeptical 
everything. Doesn't matter what. Nothing, nothing's by coincidence. It's all done by design. You have to be a cynic in this world. I mean, as as ridiculous as it sounds, as morbid as it sounds, you have to be cynical. It's the only way to keep yourself even keeled, my opinion, with all the fucking bullshit that is force fed to you on on television and in the fucking news. I you got to just come at it with bro. this, okay, they're trying to fuck me in some way kind of view. Yeah. And then just just mm-hmm. take it in pieces. Do your own research. That That's it. Just don't, don't take, all I'm trying to say is just don't take what, what, is, what is presented to you at face value. Just read into it, even if it's just a little bit. Yeah, people could well, be, I, be trolling I, I, too, bro. You yeah. could be like reading some guy who's a troll. And just is like, let me just fuck with people and get you Trust know. What I, mean? me, I do, I do yeah. plenty of research, and that's that's why there's some conspiracy theories that I follow mm-hmm. and think are real, and there's some conspiracy theories that are just the most insane things I've ever heard. But it's still, yeah. it's still a topic where people won't all be on it. Yeah, so. no, I know what you mean. I know, I know what you mean, and there's nothing wrong with uh, with with what you're saying at all. I'm yeah. just just giving you a counterpoint. But you know, let me give an example. I think I mentioned this to you guys. You guys. Have, I think I, I mentioned to you guys definitely that Twitter handle Titania McGrath. Do you guys remember when I mentioned this to you? It is a comedian who is made a fake Twitter handle and he's just pretending to be a super liberal feminist identity politics keyboard Twitter warrior, right? Everything that this Twitter handle Titania McGrath's tweets is way over the top gender politics, identity politics, whatever, to the point where people don't realize that it's a comedian doing it and will comment under it like, yeah, you go, girl. You're right. Like this is you know, their like, new leader. Oh. Right, exactly. Meanwhile, it's fake and it's all just a, like a, a right. sarcasm, like a parody. You know what I mean? But people are, are dumb enough started. to actually you know, believe that and uh, think it's real. Just just keep that in mind. You know what I mean? Like that's someone trolling people and it's funny. And if you understand that someone trolling people, it's funny. But if you don't, if you're an idiot, you don't even realize somebody trolling right. somebody. You just you might but, listen to what this Titania McGrath has to say. Take dude, that, proved, that, that proves our point before about the education system. And people yeah, just don't yeah. think for themselves, bro. They don't take whatever is presented to them. Oh, my God, this is fact. This, yeah. Because it came from mm-hmm. the fucking My teacher said it. Because yeah. it came from some point of, like, some kind of media outlet or just something that they thought was a higher authority than themselves. And it's amazing how you're, you're from, like, kindergarten through your last day of college – you're not prepared one bit for the real world. You become an accounting and the only time you took accounting was for like, what, three years in, in college. Meanwhile, you've been going to school since you were, you know, a, what, a five-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you were just taught basic math and you, you memorize it and you pass it through. And now you're sitting behind your desk completely unprepared. And in yeah. that's what I was saying before that every, every test should be an open book test because in the real world and I, this is something that i encounter almost yeah. every fucking day in my job bro like i i got an accounting degree from baruch college one of the top recognized fucking finance schools in the country right they did not fucking prepare me at all yeah. for the real fucking world right they yeah. would it was just wrought memorization for these tests you go out in the world and it's like okay you have google right this insanely powerful search engine then you could look up anything right mm-hmm. and you're I'm forced almost on a daily basis to use the information that's available to me to apply it to the current situation at my job. Yes. Because what I learned in Didn't school, 
did not help yeah. me. Like, okay, it taught me like the basics in order to to get by. But then you have to take that those basics and apply it to your current situation, which in the real world, your current situation is by far and away different from what your fucking little bullshit textbook yeah. example gave. You can't me. even refer to your textbook for what no, you do. No, dude, I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it they're not a good method of getting information quickly you gotta like how you know what i mean like you, you on google you could look something up real quick bam you get it with a textbook mm-hmm. you gotta like like i enjoy reading this book right but if i needed to look something up about the people's history of the united states i ain't gonna like sit here and go through the, yeah. the fucking the uh the index and slowly like look it up it's gonna take forever you know what I mean? Right. I, I read this book because I enjoy reading a book, but right. like a textbook in school is not even a good method of teaching anymore. No, you know what I mean? No. We're in 20 fucking 20 and we're still using paper books to teach kids. They should have advanced it in some way by now. Yep. Can't use right. a calculator on your math test. Meanwhile, the there second you read the class, use it all day. The problem with Google is that the problem, I mean, look, anybody could post anything online, right? So you, you want to have a way to fucking validate whatever it is that yeah, like, you're a teacher, you want to have a way to validate whatever it is that you're teaching the fucking Control student. the narrative too. Right, obviously, but McGraw-Hill and all these other fucking textbook companies, I mean, these, these, I mean, you're talking about very profitable companies who have their own fucking mm-hmm. agenda in this world. I mean, they want to maintain- They're selling us garbage. Right? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, they're, they're the ones printing the U.S. history textbooks that omits all the mm-hmm. shit that this book talks about. No shit. Yeah. Right. Because guess what? They're selling their textbook for 400 fucking dollars. They want they don't yeah. want the people buy this textbook to realize that they're getting fucked over. Yeah. You know what I mean? And think, and by, think when there's text that is bullshit. Yeah. And think when there's a book that people don't agree with. Like, let's say if like a new company, like, let's say if we made, you know, the two doomed men, uh, you know, textbook line. And in all of our history books, we took chapters out of that book. It'd probably never get approved. They'd force us to take certain information out. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't up yeah, to our right. standards. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah, fucking, a lot of the shit that's they, in this book, I guarantee you, is stuff that yeah. wouldn't be up to their standards. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you I mean? You got to think, like, back in the day yeah. when they used to burn books, it wasn't, you know, it, it was mm-hmm. always about, like, because we don't want you to learn what this book is trying to teach. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so that's what that's what brings upon a, a, a book burning. They did that a lot in like what Nazi Germany, right? The book burnings. Yeah, dude. Probably yeah. any any book that a Jew wrote, they probably yeah. burned. You know, yeah. right? they, they, they don't. The they don't want you to learn yeah. what they had to say. So, like, so it, the Catholic it's, Church it's, was the number one yeah. fucking burner of books and yes. things. Yes. You know dude, I mean, over the years, dude, don't yeah. even get me. I could talk about it all day. Yeah, that's a, that's a podcast it's on its own. Other day. Ridiculous yeah. entity that that is. If you Born write something, past, so was, was this book was this book ever banned from stores or anything like that? You oh, Skags, you said uh, some CIA director or whatever that retired wrote a book and caught a lot of flack for it. It was banned for a while or whatever. I think Joe Rogan might have like promoted it. Well, Joe Rogan just had the guy on. He, the guy didn't work for the CIA. I think he's just an investigative journalist, and he. Uh, for like 20 years was writing a book about the CIA's mind control program. Yeah, but it got, and, uh, it got banned for a while, right? It's not that it got banned. It's that he, you know, like he was trying to get accurate information and that entailed interviewing people who worked at the CIA and they were doing everything they could to try and stop him. And I, well, I feel like you know I mean? somewhere along the line, topic, dude, that's yeah. a black hole. You no, but I'm down. saying like, what I'm saying though is like uh, somewhere along the line, I feel like if a book is, you know, treated in a way where it's banned from bookstores and they don't want you having it, 
it's got to be chock full of uh, truth. Mm-hmm. It's possible, I mean? dude. Look at right yeah. now how YouTube is banning all videos that give any sort of contrary information yeah. for coronavirus. It's just I'm another method yeah. of controlling. Dude, they, information they try and they try and knock off pro-Trump videos. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, right, it's, right. It's right yeah. in our do, first yeah. first amendment. I mean, I, yes, YouTube, I guess, is a private entity, so they could do whatever they want. But whatever that happened to like freedom of the fucking press, man? Yeah, like freedom man, of speech. Right, exactly. Like, Second Amendment I, was written in case the First Amendment didn't work. You that's know such I mean? an interesting, interesting thing to think about. Like you're saying, yes, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter—they're all private entities, private so I guess entities. they could kind of do whatever they want. But then again, they're so big that they shape public uh, opinion and narrative, right? Millions and millions of people on Facebook, but they can't see this story about Trump, whether they want to or not. Shaped by private companies. Is that right? Should these private companies be for like maybe they should be forced to just it should just be the wild, wild west. You could just post whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, dude, absolutely. You know, maybe they maybe under it, they can write, we think this is wrong. But they can't how just come, block it from you seeing how, it or something. How that, I think that made, would be more fair than the way they have maybe, it now. Maybe put a, maybe come, put a disclaimer. Disclaimer: This, you know, this has questionable content in yeah, it. But, but they could also you it's something that it. YouTube and its affiliates does not agree yeah. with. Yada yada yada. But they, they could also they could also put that disclaimer that they have the right to take it away in those twenty-five page legal binding documents where we all skip oh, this present yeah. step. Yeah. They do put it in there. But, That's uh, how they're able to get away with banning and blocking all yeah. this shit. But um, uh, I think uh, almost every single state, a large amount of the states are in the process of coming up with a antitrust lawsuit for Google. And this is also why Mark Zuckerberg's had to has been questioned on Capitol Hill several times because mm-hmm. there's there's actual proof that like during the 2016 election. Google straight up fucked like poll revolt uh, results where you could be searching for Trump and only like Hillary Clinton and stuff would show up. You know what I mean? Like that Google is supposed to be a free search engine. You know what I mean? Where you Mm -hmm. could search, you could search up the most sick shit you want. You could search up anything you could possibly think of, but you're going to change because they sell your fucking search results. Yeah. The highest right. fucking bit. Hey, dude. Yeah. Look, it's 2020, but the same shit is going on back to you know the 1600s. It's just yeah. the tools are more like sophisticated. The back then, you had the printing press. Now we got Their Google. Tools are more sophisticated, but the same shit. Same yeah. fucking story. Yep. And now they can yep. get, they can figure out what we like the most, so they could advertise. That was, the same, that was the whole that was oh, yeah, the whole part of this podcast it was just talking about how back in the day, the way this country was founded was to divide everybody, make them fight, keep people oppressed, and the same thing is happening today, just mm-hmm. through a different media. Yeah. Do you think it's a coincidence that it's almost the total antithetical point of the country? The country's called the United States of America, right? But yeah, completely divided. nothing but try and divide people. And, you know, right. it's supposed to be all about freedom and democracy and justice and liberty but it seems like that's the furthest thing away from what the government has in mind and yeah. believe me i love america i'm not trying to just sit here and shit on america yeah be right a bunch now. of anti-american yeah. assholes i mean yeah. i'm not anti-american whatever i'm just thinking critically about the country we I mean, just the, understand the that it can be we told maybe is not true right you know i like when the you're, ideals, it doesn't mean it's I like great the ideals that have come ideas, out right. of this country like look you work hard Okay, and you can make your way and you'll be successful and you'll live a comfortable life. Those are very good values 
to have god fearing that can mean whatever the fuck you want it to mean born and raised catholic i am by no means i mean a proponent of the catholic church but 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 you should just live your life in a way that's beneficial to not not only to you but to your neighbor okay yeah. the values that have that have came out of this country i think Oh, modern day values. Anyway, right. Modern day values, I think are very good. But the old the values they put down on paper, if you if they actually followed them, I feel like is what you're trying to get at. Like liberty, justice, work hard, right. you'll be rewarded. Yeah. Those yeah. ideas and those we, values are great. And that's what makes me love America. But America right. did not necessarily follow those values. No. And by America, I don't I mean, mean those values is not what makes Harry. I mean majority of America. Yeah, exactly. But the way this country is run, that's my fucking problem. It's designed to oppress me and you and Cap and anybody else that's in the fucking middle class or or the lower class has it the fucking has it the worst. I mean, you think about the middle class has it bad. No, I mean these fucking these minorities living in in the ghetto are. I mean, could you imagine, dude? Could they're, in perpetual, they're in a perpetual. Yeah, no, imagine there's plenty of people doing it, dude. But I'm saying, imagine me and you. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, no, it, it'd be struggling rough. Struggling to make, yeah. struggling, begging, begging to make fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah. What the fuck can you do with fifteen dollars an hour? Nothing. Nothing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What are we supposed to do with twelve hundred dollars for ten weeks? Yeah. Dude. What a fucking asinine. Proposal, you know, proposal, and they're fighting it. The government is yeah, fighting, fighting it. Yeah, isn't that crazy, dude? What can you buy for fifteen dollars, bro? Yeah. Yep. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the corporations. Why are things that, that the biggest chunk of the money went to them? Market yeah. for fifteen fucking dollars, a quality thing. Yeah. Fuck. Listen, man, goes right in line with inflation. You know what I mean? You know, how did things become so inflated? Why did it? Why was it let to get? You know. That crazy, that inflation so high. Well, you know I mean, I mean? the natural thing over time, but yeah, but Something so the, the then over time, eventually, it's going to be what one hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, that's almost like a mathematical thing. Yeah, too. I'm not no yeah. economist. I don't even want to start yeah, about get into that. What I was going to say is, this country says it's a democracy. It says it's a republic or whatever. That that's our motive of government. It's not it's capitalism. Is our nah. Market and capitalism is our real, you know, method of government, and it's just it's shrouded in democracy and being a Republican, right, exactly. liberty, justice. Like said, it's, it's really packing. capitalism pulling the strings and the rich and all that stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, an oligarchy that's fucking marketed and, and packaged as marketing. Yep. they're very good at marketing. Let's put it that way. Oh, you know, they have been from the start. They've been marketing freedom since day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, we're, we're all in favor of the idea. It's evolved and it's evolved. Yeah. Yeah, because they they, we're all... they 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 slam it on you as a kid, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. I pledge no, allegiance to the flag. I'm, I'm bringing you know, something different every though. Every single day, dude. You yeah, that right. shit? yeah yep. but now Before people are people are against that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it. Yeah, I mean, if you think about that, sometimes it's kind of weird, right? Like, that's something you would, you know, like I don't know, like that's you know, like Hitler makes all those people stand there in the right Right, exactly that is something that the fucking third reich would have done right it's similar in a way that's pure propaganda yeah kind of of. yes and no yes it kind of is 
like is it kind of harmless too? Yeah, it's, 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 you're no, indoctrinating no. fucking yeah. children, dude. Impressionable right. children who don't, That's a good don't point. know nothing. Yeah, but you want the kids. Yeah. I mean, even even for the idea we have of our own perfect America, you would want kids growing up with a sense of pride of their own country. Let them fucking figure that out on their own. If they don't want to live here, they can fuck off. Well, yeah, but I mean, everybody, everybody who's, I mean, how many people are really going to do that? Everyone who said the second Trump wins, they're going to leave the country. Not maybe one person ah, did that. Dude, that's a fucking different story. Okay, yeah, but so, okay, but, but you're, you're saying, saying uh, they're pushing this. I pledge you're literally pledging yeah, your, 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 your hands over your heart and you're swearing your allegiance to a country, which when you're fucking 10 years old, you know nothing about because. They're teaching you a fucking augmented reality yeah. in these fucking bullshit textbooks. It's completely different. Under yeah, God, I, I don't, I don't mind too much of a separate. Why are we saying under allegiance, God? But I what care less. What if I'm an atheist? Why am I saying under God? Well, you know that's what I mean? why people don't I'm, stand and shit like that anymore. You're right, Zoo. You both, you both make pretty good arguments. You know, I think there's maybe something a little bit harmless to it, but I also feel like you're right. Like it's, it's kind of like propagandizing children to like indoctrinate them. Yeah, you know, it makes you. Yeah. It makes you feel you're proud. creating basically like little soldiers for your country. I mean, I don't mean soldiers mm -hmm. in a military sense. I just mean people that are gonna fucking try and propagate your bullshit further to more people. Yeah. You're trying to indoctrinate people into your system, into your society. Oh, yeah. You know, exactly. it's your way of being. Same thing as a Catholic church. If you don't get baptized, you fucking go to hell. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's similar. Similar in a way. Different, but similar. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't care either way if they do the pledge allegiance or not, because I'm not in school anymore and I don't have kids, so yeah, I however, don't care. Like, <laughs> however, yeah. when you go to a Giants game, what do they do before the game? When you go to a Yankee game, what do you do before? The yeah, but I enjoy standing up for the national anthem. Up, yeah, I know. So do I. I'm not saying, you know what I mean. There was this whole <laughs> yeah, thing in the that national anthem, anthem at a game is different. It's 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 to remind you what the fuck like is truly important. It's not like. Yeah. Okay, okay, these two teams are different. Your two states are different. The national anthem is, to, in my opinion, anyways, to remind you that yes, okay, there is a competition going on, but the reality is you guys are still Americans. Yeah, but you can yeah. say the same thing about the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, you know I mean, we're, we're all we're all in school. You are literally saying the words "I pledge allegiance." That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like you it's like you're it's like you're reciting a. Uh, Right. Yeah, it's like you're reciting almost like a cult saying right, exactly. or something. Like when you were a kid, when like okay, when you were yeah. a kid, every Didn't day, every day in public school. I mean, I think we all went to public school at one point, right? I went to Catholic school, but yeah. When you still did the, the, the pledge religion? Yeah. Yeah. I did it since every day in kindergarten. Yeah. I, I I mean, didn't they even, you know, when you first start going to school and you're didn't they probably like give you a thing and you had to like write it and memorize it yeah you know dude, like when you were saying kindergarten like you probably had like a worksheet it's another, and it's it's just another it's memorization test writing that shit yeah. down and standing up every day and it was mindless it was mindless it was just something mm -hmm. that you just got up with the morning announcements i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible blah blah blah, blah, blah. dude there was a point it, it, it was just you mm -hmm. didn't even think about it. The yeah. words yeah. meant nothing. But you know, you know though, earlier, hold on, though, no, hold on. Earlier, you said yeah. though, like, you know, I don't mind standing up for the national anthem and stuff, and and I, you could say the same about pledge allegiance and stuff. And you're saying, you know, let the kids figure that out on their own. But 
at the same time, though, Zoo, you're your own perfect example. Like you were forced to say it every day, but you figured it out on your own by now, anyway. So really, how right. much does it matter if like yeah, but okay, these no, kids are saying you're not at a, at, a, at a football or a baseball game, you're not forced. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not that. saying. I'm not saying. I'm talking about in school though. Like your your point of view is let them figure it out on their own, and you were let to figure it out on your own, and you figured it out. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like so you figured it. I'm a smart person. Well, I'd, I'd rather more smart people in the world than dumb people. So, you know, I mean, you figured it out for yourself. Obviously. So, I, I mean, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, so that that's what the point I'm trying to get across. Like, people will eventually figure it out for themselves. Whether I, I don't think well, that's no, like the no, biggest that's brainwashing the tool they have. Problem. Yeah, that's the problem. A lot of people don't. Right. And and you know what's crazy too? What I was gonna say before is like the fact that we even just had this conversation. I bet you like agents of the Matrix will come out of nowhere and be like, "What the fuck? These guys hate America. They don't want you know what I mean." Like, there's people that are so pre-programmed and indoctrinated by these things that they won't even allow you to to question them. And I'll well, that's use the for example, politics. Hold on, I'll use. I'll use, for example, Colin Kaepernick, right? The fact that he kneeled for the, the national anthem, right? right? I kind of had no problem with the fact that he knelt for the national anthem because it's his right to protest or, or whatever. Like, he's right. an American. You're supposed to be able to think critically and, and have counterpoints and the same conversation right. we we're just having. I have no problem with anything either of you says, right? You're, we're allowed to have that conversation. But then I'm also have no problem with somebody, somebody getting mad at him for kneeling uh, at the, right. uh, you know, for the thing. You know what I mean? Like, I have no problem with him kneeling, but then I also have no problem with somebody getting mad at him for, for kneeling. Right. Didn't the NFL suspend him? Right, yeah. For kneeling? I don't, don't even want to get into that. I'm just saying it, like, theoretically. I don't even want to get into the details of... It's a, it's a nauseating story. No, 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 no. I know, no, 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 I know, but that, that literally plays into your point. Like, he kneeled because it was his right to kneel, but then the NFL as a private entity suspended him for kneeling because it was their view that he was doing something wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. And I guess you could say that they had a right to, because he's like an employee of them, you know, he, um, right, yeah. my, my point, you can't show up to I, work without thing, suit on. when this whole thing was going on, my, my point was you could like, I had no problem with him kneeling, but all the stuff he was trying, he was trying to get attention to talk about stuff. He could have, he's Colin Kaepernick. He still could have just spoken about that stuff. Yeah. Right. I mean, like he, he didn't need harmed, to kneel and make a big cause. spectacle of this. <laughs> Yeah, well, he harmed his cause now because now he's out of the public view because yeah. they erased him. You know, I mean, he could have yeah. maybe still talked about this stuff. Whatever. Yeah. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of Colin Kaepernick. All well, I'm saying, I was already yeah, 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 that's what America's supposed to be about. I'm sure there was a better way he could do it, but whatever. That's what America should be about, though, when you think about it, right? Like, I should be able to question the foundation of America without being hung for it. And you should be able to be mad at me for questioning that, uh, that you know, my thoughts. But you shouldn't be able well, to hang this, me for This it. is my point. This is my whole point of the Pledge of Allegiance, dude. Mm -hmm. This is why people jump down your fucking throat because at, when you're a fucking five-year-old, you're indoctrinated to, to think that this country is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of the entire fucking universe. Mm -hmm. So, so people right. don't even... They don't even consider anything else as being possible to be better right they don't question anything yeah right, they, also, they, exactly they don't question anything. yeah let's also be real though like there is great stuff here right like there's I, no I, gestapo I 
Like we're having this conversation right now. The Gestapo is not going to be knocking on my door when right. we when I hang up on you guys later. That is right? Not yet. I can say Trump is a fucking retard and I hate him. Trump's not going to show up here and put me in jail it's for such a thing. Looks I mean, like shit. He's, he's right. I mean, like fucking, he looks like this yeah. motherfucker Craig in this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> there's good and there's bad. You know, it's just I don't know. It's an interesting place, America. Let's put it that way. Yeah. No, it is. It is. It is. I mean, there's so many things that are so much better than anywhere else on the planet. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, we can't take that for granted. Hundreds of times better, yeah. but at the same time, there's things that are just. That's because we were given just enough, not to. Given enough, maybe it's to, our nature as yeah, Americans. Exactly, question, we were given just everything. enough where a lot of other countries, you know, maybe, man, maybe that's an entire way of thinking about it. We were given just enough, whereas other places in the world were given absolutely given less. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's Going, like when I went to Africa, man, that should put your your you in perspective. When I was in Africa, I saw like real poverty there. And yeah. It puts like things in perspective. It's like wow, even if you have it really bad in America, you have it great compared to the way some people have it. Yeah, else in the world, whole, that's a whole other fucking perspective. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like I think about that a lot. Okay, like there's a lot of things that I don't like about what happens in this country, but at the same time, like would I rather live here than pretty much anywhere else? Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I, I try to try to balance myself out. But at the same time, like, don't market it as being like, okay, if you come here, if you come here, you're going to be an instant fucking success. Because in, 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 in people's history, and I'm, I'm not sure if you uh, remember this part, Skaggs, but there was a section in the book, I think it was chapter three, where it was saying that um, there was letters from people that lived in America and we're back in pre-colonial times where people were writing back to Europe, fucking stay in Europe. Don't fucking come here. It's bullshit. You remember that? Terrible. Yeah. Terrible conditions. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't colonial times, right? Yeah. 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 Dude, you want to to go back to Gangs of New York? Yes, there's a fictional movie, but the fucking Irish are coming off the ships and people throwing rocks at them. Yeah. I mean, there it is right there. The Irish came over. I mean, excuse my language. They were the fucking white niggas, bro. Literally, they came over. Yeah, and yeah. And during that time, during that time, right? They were the, they were looked. They were second class citizens. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't read any of that in the history books. They yeah, you don't over, hear about the. They came you hear about the big Belfast. melting pot. They came over from yeah. Belfast and fucking changed. They were sold. They were bought and sold like fucking slaves. The only difference is the color of their skin. Thankfully for them, eventually, if this is seven, eight, ten, whatever the fucking amount of years was that their servitude was done, they were they were they were allowed. They were built into the you know what I mean. Like they were they were were built into the power structure in a way. Yeah, at least they weren't treated like black slaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember back in uh, one of these classes I took in in college. This was actually a really interesting class with a great professor. It was not your normal class. And he would, we would have like open discussions and things like that. And he would always say how racism is used liberally, right? Like it changes, it morphs. Racism back in the day was against, you know, Africans, uh, Irish, you know, uh, Chinese people, Italians, but it can be changed. You know what I mean? Like now an Italian person is considered a white person. Back when Italian people first started coming here, they were considered second class citizens. Right. That's why there's no fucking Italian check mark when you go to, fill out any of these fucking racial right. forms. Right. right. It's just white. Yeah. Right. 
Just yeah, yeah I always, I always don't. I always hated those fucking checkmark things. It's like, why do they want it? Why do they care? Well, and I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, that's that's it um, ties that's back, like it ties back to the pre-colonial. I mean, they, they classified because most of the ruling class was white. They they classified as anybody with a white skin color as being superior to anybody that had yeah. darker complexion. So that's mm-hmm. that's where these whole forms come in. They just classify anybody with white skin as as Caucasian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like those check boxes, dude. I feel like they shouldn't be there. And even if you don't want to identify, you still have to check that off. I don't identify. Right, right. But on there it says Asian. No, what is it? It's usually like, yeah, like the boxes are white. The white, the the boxes are white, black, uh, Hispanic, Latino, Native American, Asian. Those are like the boxes. Yeah, that's just like I, also the new ones. I do not self-identify. Spanish, white is Italian, white is white, white is fucking Portuguese. There's so many different. It's just what if you're what if you're half and half? What if you're half black and half white? The fuck do you, you check off? Black. You know what I mean, like, what a stupid it's fucking your advantage in that to, to to do black nowadays to check that. Just mark. If you try to get idea. Into things like that just just mm-hmm. further divide people. You get alone you know? or some shit. Yeah. All right, man. We we literally just did almost in uh, two hours. Yeah, yeah we did almost two hours. <laughs> that was a, that was a good one, man. Yeah, I've been definitely been wanting to do this podcast for a long time. I feel like we could keep going for another, you know, ten really hours do. about. This. It's just straight it's, complaining. So much stuff that comes yeah. out of this these thoughts, yep. these thoughts that we had. Yep, it's craziness. It's a great book, dude. I'm literally only only halfway through. I've been reading it for like two years. It's 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 not an easy read because it is very historical. Um, it's, it's very heavy. Yeah, let me let me plug it one more time for Howard Zinn before I let the captain wrap it up. It's uh, a People's History of the United States. It's written by Howard Zinn. It's a great book. You take your time reading it. That's what I've been doing. It's not something you just read in one shot. And now uh, you can buy it basically. All right, I bought it off Amazon. I so got it. Go. Gave, gave Bezos more money. Yeah. Go ahead, Cap. Wrap it up. All right, so uh, shout out uh, Zinn. We uh, he didn't pay for this plug at all. We're we're plugging him for free out here. Uh, so that was our episode. Give us a, a like and a listen. We're on Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes, and Spotify under Two Doomed Men. We have a new Instagram name, Two Doomed Men underscore Podcast. So give us a follow, give us a like, comment us. We'll talk to you. We have no problem with that. Also follow us on our YouTube page, which this episode will be on. Uh, the YouTube page is Two Doomed Men Podcast, correct? Uh, Skags? Yeah, two Doomed Men. Yep. And we're also on Facebook as, once again, Two Doomed Men. And our hashtag is TD, 2DM. Hashtag 2DM for Two Doomed Men. So uh, please follow us, comment. We'd love to hear from you. Even give us suggestions for what you want to hear next time. Zoo, thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking. Thank you for reading the book. Sitting here having a few drinks with us. Yeah, yeah thank look, you, bro. It was it was Appreciate a pleasure. It. I've been wanting to be on with you guys for a long time, and look, I hope we can put something else in the books uh, very soon. Yeah, Can't hey man, you want you've can. been you've been looking forward to it for a while. I'm gonna be honest, this is probably like our best podcast so far, like our deepest podcast where we question shit the most in one. So thanks again, there bro. You go. Cheers, it, everyone. Man. Later, all right, boys. Cheers. See you later.